0: L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O and use the code ACAS 10 for 10% off.
1: it's not sunday evening.
2: Nope, it's wednesday. Which
1: means it's a Mrs. perlmania book club episode.
2: Yeah, I thought you were going to say hump day. No. <laughs> you always do that. No, I don't. Yeah. Uh-huh. When do I say hump day? Uh, all your office culture jokes come out. That's true.
3: They do. <laughs>
2: He's <laughs> like, "I got a case of the Mondays." And then it's hump day, it's TGIF. It's... I love lasagna. Oh my god, you're Garfield. That's what it is. Yeah, I'm
1: 100% Garfield. <laughs> yeah. Cause yeah, we talked. We did a TikTok about it. I know about I how Garfield that. is king.
2: He really is. Yeah. And Odie.
1: We like Odie. Yeah. That was my nickname as a child.
2: That's really weird. Yeah. Why would they nickname you Odie?
1: Because my parents had a friend uh-huh. who had a kid. Yeah. And we were around the same age. Okay. So they would always send me over to go hang out with that kid. Yeah. And uh, I was like three. Yeah, and that kid would mercilessly bully me.
2: Oh my god! And they just kept sending you back. Yeah, well, they didn't have
1: they didn't have child care. They didn't have any. They're like, well, we gotta go. <laughs> so the whole thing was, they're like, yeah, he's getting bullied like Odie from the strip. Oh my trip. god! Have you not ever wondered why I have so many Odie dolls?
2: I, I mean, I know why there's there's Odies. I didn't realize. It was because you were bullied as a child and your parents just I, kept sending you into the have, viper pit.
1: I have no memory of this. My Mom one day was like, yeah, you've always loved Odie because you're Odie. And I was like, what are you talking about? And she explained to me that, yeah, there was like this kid that That's was a so friend. That's so funny because
2: you don't, you're just literally on the internet bullying corporate america at this point okay okay i mean i it's
1: it's all of america at this
2: point
1: (laughs) it's not just corporate no
2: that's not true i don't feel bullied by you that's true but if i was elon musk i would listen (laughs)
1: um i okay fuck i was gonna do this later but let's get into it now
2: oh yeah because i
1: recorded a tiktok where i explained the circuit city grift yeah and just, it's a fun joke. Yeah. Right? It's a fun joke. For sure. Uh, I have today, that, I recorded that yesterday, mm-hmm. Tuesday. Yeah. Right? Wednesday afternoon, I start getting barrages of texts
2: yeah. from
1: my friends who work in the tech sector. Uh-huh. And it has now gotten back to me that apparently my stupid TikTok
0: uh-huh. of
1: telling people to just lie on their resumes mm-hmm. and claim they work at the Twitter... Because no one can prove otherwise,
2: Yeah.
1: Um, has led to mass chaos at Twitter headquarters.
2: <laughs> I I may have seen that all of the people on Twitter that you, or on Twitter that used to work at Twitter are reposting your video. Yes, and tagging Elon in it. Yes, which makes me believe Elon has seen your video. Yes,
1: but what's <laughs> even funnier though is we have a friend of ours who works in politics, mm-hmm. and people who uh, work currently in the white house yeah have reached out to him because they knew that we lived nearby mm-hmm. and was like hey do you know this guy and he's like oh my god yes we used to work together <laughs> and so i know that my tiktoks have both been watched at twitter hq yeah but also in the white house like yeah. i don't believe joe biden has seen my tiktok
2: kamala has
1: yeah i think yeah so. i think so yeah I think Kamala's definitely seen yeah. my TikToks uh, because her her stepdaughter is probably the one showing it oh, to her. Oh, her stepdaughter is
2: so cool. Yeah. Oh, her yeah. stepdaughter is so cool. So
1: anyway, this has been my weird brush with fame. Yeah. It's uh, it's been a little bizarre.
2: You I mean that's the only way it's going to happen. Yeah, but
1: just remember, I'm just Odie.
2: Oh my god, don't make that a thing.
1: What? That <laughs> I'm Odie?
2: <laughs> You're Odie. Cuz then what am I, normal?
1: You're definitely normal.
2: <laughs> well, I do love lasagna so can Mike Garfield. But I don't want to bully you. Well, I
1: don't know. I don't think Normal ever bullied Odie. That was the whole thing. Their whole point wasn't just that Odie was being bullied. Mm-hmm. It's that Odie was being bullied for no reason. Like, um, his mere existence. Like, he would just be standing there, and Garfield pushes him off a table, yeah. right?
2: I mean, that is how that's some how- of the cats behave sometimes. Yeah, but that's also, like, Or they how- try to eat your grandma's necklace. Yeah,
1: well, that was gross. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> You're the cat... Jumped up on a counter and grabbed your grandmother's necklace, and just started swallowing it. And then I had to
2: pull the whole chain out. It was the grossest. Yeah,
1: it's about a foot. But I was like,
2: I'd rather hold the cat and just get it out of her gullet rather than wait for it to come out the other side. Yes. Grandma's memory can't be can't go through that. The best
1: was I was sitting here in this office, (laughs) and you were in the hall when I heard. Oh God, no! Why? 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 Oh, oh, oh! That was you. Um. But uh, we do have good news. What's that? The good news is that we officially ordered the new equipment. It is half here. Boop, boop. I received the mixer today. Uh, The microphones have still not arrived. I have
2: confirmed for all those listening that the mixer should have the air horn on it. And I promise I'm going to abuse that power. We are going to...
1: <laughs> we are going to try. Uh, it has it has a few settings on it. There's a few other things I need to do before I can get the entire thing to work. The I'm The hoping- first thing
2: we're trying is that air horn button. It's the only thing I care about. When he said, do you want to start a Patreon? I said, can we get enough funds that I can get an air horn ma- machine? And he said, you just want to buy an air horn at Walmart and blast it. And I said, that's true. Yeah. Mm. Yeah,
1: but it does have a built-in little soundboard, yep. and we should be able to actually play audio uh, while we talk over it. Okay. So when we have clips and things like that, we can actually react to them instead of just playing them and then nice. having to come back. So yeah, there hopefully there should be some upgrades. We're upgrading coming to the our show. lifestyle. Yeah.
2: Because we appreciate our patrons for supporting us, so we can do that. Yeah, exactly. Amazing.
1: We're taking the money and we're putting it back into the show. That being said, we are not giving shout-outs on this episode because this is a book club episode. Book club. We discussed it, and we thought that those should be helpful for the regular episodes, the yeah. Sunday episodes. I do want to say, though, we did just break 100 patrons. Boop, boop. We're at 140. Oh, this would be
2: such a good moment for an air horn button. I know. Oh. oh. Ah.
1: Um, I did want to say though, because someone did reach out to me. Let me pull up the message real quick. Uh, that Hammer Six Actual. We did uh, talk quite a bit about okay. his name. He said that his name is not code for anything. Oh. He's just ex-military, and it's just a name he's carried <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> and we were like, I don't know, man. This could mm-hmm. be Hammer you know. Six
2: Actual HSA. Yeah. Well, you got your HSA funds. I got my got HSA funds. Got to use them funds. before the fiscal year ends, y'all. Yeah. Uh,
1: so thank you so much, Hammer Six Actual, for reaching out to me, uh, reaching out to us yeah. through the Patreon DMs. Uh, and now, uh, Mrs. Promania is back from her trip. Oh, out I'm of bad. town. Now you can reveal where you were. Oh,
2: I was in Nashville. Yes. Um, and what an experience! That's what I'll say. It was a quick weekend trip getaway. Yeah. And I was going with uh, one person I knew and eight people I didn't. Yep. Which was really interesting experience for sure. but like, I haven't been in Nashville sit in well over ten years, yeah, like forever ago. And this time around, it felt completely different. And it's like Nashville has been like sanitized in a weird way. like it's been commodified, like hyper commodified, where like it felt almost like, Nashville is a theme park, and the theme is Nashville. Yeah, and everybody there—it was like we—I was at a comic con, but instead of dressing up as Marvel or DC characters, everybody was dressing up as Pinterest cow cowgirls and cowboys. Okay, and it was the funniest thing because like there are thousands of people all from like Ohio, Michigan, like Colorado or California, and. They're all dressed up like they're from Tennessee, yeah. but they don't realize that they're in costume and that there are no real cowboys anywhere near them. Yeah, It's just industry staff who, God bless the industry staff that I witnessed in those bars and restaurants. I was just like, here, take my husband's money. I just gave away so much of your money. Yeah,
1: and um, it's interesting what you're saying because it's a lot like when you'd hear New Yorkers complain about old Times Square before Giuliani. Yeah. You know? Like, there wasn't an M&M store. That is
2: exactly it. It, Nashville is now Times Square of Tennessee.
1: But the difference is, in what you're talking about with the cosplaying, is no one, like, the most people cosplay as a New Yorker is they get, like, which isn't even cosplaying as a New Yorker. You get the I Heart New York shirt. That's
2: the signal that you're not from New York. That's the signal signal (laughs) you're
1: not from New York. But, like, nobody goes to New York and, like, puts on a Mets hat and goes, I'm
2: walking here!
1: Like, that doesn't... That doesn't happen, but Why people... Why would you
2: put on a Mets hat?
1: Well, I... I picked, How
2: dare you even I, bring that
1: up? I picked it specifically... To
2: upset me. Yes!
1: <laughs> because people do go put on Yankees hats when yeah, they, they go do. to New they York. Do. Like, they nobody sure puts on do. a fucking Mets hat. Yeah, nobody but, puts on a Mets hat. But as they, as all all get, t- yeah. <laughs> they all go get... Yeah. They all go get... But, it, it, but exactly, like they, nobody shows up to New York though. and It's like, oh look at me, I'm a New Yorker. Let me put on a Wall Street banker suit. Yeah. I'm gonna take a I'm gonna take a helicopter tour and do cocaine. Like nobody. I mean, Wait, actually I think nobody, I
2: did that. I think yeah.
1: <laughs> but but yeah, it's it's I, I. It was over ten years ago since I've been in Nashville. Mm. and even then I felt like you know there was a touristy element. Yeah, to for it. sure. But they're definitely, once you start describing it and showing me pictures, I was like, yeah, it's a little bit different than how it. And
2: I talked to some of the people that work there, and they were like, this is all, like, uh, this has all happened in the last couple years. Like, this, let's in air quotes, rejuvenation of it. And it's like, there's been a spike in, like, what I would describe as, like, this cowboy cosplay culture. Yeah. And I think, you know, it could Venn diagram into what we're seeing in the rest of America, where people are like, um the nostalgia of this olden cowboy time is like look at us we're you know it's like it's it's a very it happens here in pennsylvania a lot where you get like these pencil tucky people yeah and like they're born and raised in philly but for some reason they pretend like they're country and it would the other thing i didn't realize is that okay there's two things i didn't realize number one Nashville is like the bachelorette capital of the world. Yes. Like for every group of dudes in Vegas, there are five groups of girls in Nashville, and they're all wearing the exact same outfit. And if I would have known that we were cosplaying as Pinterest cowgirls, I would have done it. The whole fit was a floral dress, maybe a baby doll cut, white cowboy boots. I cannot express this to you enough. White cowboy boots. And then like a, a beige cowboy hat. Maybe pink if all the other girls had pink hats on. Um, Never really black hat. Sometimes a white hat, but beige hat was the thing. And it was like, I was talking to my friend and I was like, do you think, like, because in my mind, these gals were planning this for months. They were sending pictures back and forth. They're like coordinating their their dresses and their white boots and their beige hats. And then they're like, we're going to look so good. And then they get there and then they walk, they're walking the street and they see another pack of women dressed just like them and they're like oh no or do they just go yeah like I don't know like cause they, the the punk rock teenager in me is just like oh no now everybody looks like me lame yeah but I feel like they're just like yeah look at us we well, get it <laughs> and the thing
1: is they're all hammered too so I'm they're wondering they so I'm wondering <laughs> if they'll have a moment have you ever seen that one video of the peng- like when two groups of penguins meet and the one group passes the other like they stop they yeah. like talk and then one group passes the other, and you see a penguin accidentally join the wrong group. Yeah, and then someone, one of the other penguins, chases after him. is like, no, dude, the, no, this you're
2: way. You're with us. You're with us. You're with us. I absolutely saw witness that happen. Where you saw them, but girl. the thing about uh, girl code. Uh, it's like the same thing that happens in bar bathrooms, is girl code will cover you. They'll, they'll be like, oh my god, what's your name? Amanda, you're our best friend. We're going to help you find your group. And then you're going to bar hop with that group until they reunite you with your group. Yeah. And now we have a group of 16 new best friends going to brunch the next Ugh. day. And there was not a reservation to be found in that town.
1: So um, the other thing that you were mentioning... Sorry, I'm just no. I hate bachelorette parties so much. And it's from doing stand up, and it's just I the don't worst. like them from
2: bartending. I know
1: they're just the although dick
2: straws, man. There's nothing more fun than like accidentally giving dick straws out to the the men at the bar that don't that aren't part of the bachelorette party. Yeah. Like I didn't do it on accident. I did it on purpose, and it was yeah. always fun.
1: Yeah. Uh, so the other thing though when you were talking about because we talk about a lot with these grifters yeah you know like the Girl Defined grifters or some of these other ones and a few of the ones we have coming up
3: mm-hmm.
1: um, a big thing with these grifters is that especially post-COVID a lot of them moved to New York a lot of them moved to LA
3: yeah. right
1: and they got what they could get out of there mm-hmm. and then they're like oh I don't want to be here because of COVID, because of culture, or this isn't where my audience
2: is. Yeah, my branding. My
1: branding. And they're like, oh, shit. They look at their analytics. They're like, I have a lot of followers in North Dakota. And then they go and they look, and they're like, ew. Ew,
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, North Dakota. Ew.
1: They get there, and they're like, there's nothing here. There isn't even an M&M store. There's
2: not even a Wegmans. Yeah.
1: So they lose their mind, but then they go look, and they're like, how? what's that happy medium? And it's Nashville, Nashville. It's Texas. It's Texas. Or Nashville, yeah. Nashville. Okay, you still have all the national brands. Yep. And you, There's still enough people around that you can flaunt some higher end wealth at mm-hmm. that will notice and appreciate and be jealous of.
2: Yeah, that's true.
1: And it's all that farm core aesthetic bullshit. Yeah. But also the second thing I was really thinking about because you were describing to me the people that were there and I went, oh, shit. This is Instagram's Portlandia.
2: Yes, that is what it is. It is that. It's
1: it's the people who still want it to be 2013. Yeah. So badly. That 2013 girl in a sunflower, white woman Instagram feel... You yeah. can be—they're
2: living their dream in Nashville. You right can now. be
1: that forever in Nashville, and no one will call you weird. The same way '90s and early 2000s dropouts, yep. all could go to Portland for oh, so long.
2: I would have done. I would have killed it in Portland. You would have. I would have had a time in my life. You would have been the other such thing a that strip
1: club <laughs> bartender. You wouldn't have been a stripper. You would have no. been a strip club bartender. I, I
2: mean that is, yep. Yeah, that checks. Um, the other thing that I didn't realize, and this is on me. I'm gonna say this was on me. I didn't realize it was spring break. So if you thought there was a a mad amount of drunk people out here on Broadway, double it, double it, because these kids were out. And the thing is, as we've discussed in previous podcasts, I don't partake in the alcohol. So I ran out of things to do in Nashville pretty quick.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: But I did go to a drag brunch, and it was amazing. It was an emo-themed drag brunch. I sent Alex video of um a drag queen performing paramore and it was everything i just kudos to the flip phone team that was the name of the company that was running it for an amazing drag show and again i was there with a cast of characters that you know the the women i was with uh the age range was like from mid 50s down to like early 20s so like and uh, for a lot of the older uh ladies that were with us this was like their first drag show ever and when i say like emo it was like it went from emo to like scene kid music to like dark heavy metal it was so funny to witness them witness it and then of course i was just singing along to like my chemical romance having the time of my teenage life
3: yeah
2: and then the other fun thing i did mm. Mm. Uh, my chemical romance was not your teenage no 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 not that but I know. like other things that were yeah, happening yeah yeah
1: but, I was going to say, I'm like,
2: don't, don't. No, I was I was a bit older, though. And we
1: were both a bit older. A bit
2: older. Like, shut up. You shut your whore mouth. And then the other thing that I did that was fun for me was I went on a ghost tour, which okay. I did learn a lesson about the ghost tour, which I told Alex, is that from this point forward, if I ever go to a, a city for like a trip or whatever, I'm always going to do the ghost tour first, yes. not last. Because the ghost tour, after we were done it, I was like, oh, now I want to go the next day and visit all these places when they're open. Yeah. Because it was at night. It was like the whole full moon night tour. And then the next day I was leaving, but I was like, oh, I want to go walk through that church and I want to go walk through that building and like all this stuff. So uh, insider tip, if you're planning on going to a city and you can get a ghost tour, go the first night so that you can make plans to visit those places when they're open um, during the day. That's a great tip. Thanks. I've got tips. You do. You do. <laughs> yeah. You
1: have less, though, because you gave them all to drag I queens. I gave
2: all of my money to drag you queens. You gave
1: all of my money. Well,
2: because... You every,
1: specifically did, told me. I
2: did say it was your money. The
1: thing is, <laughs> I don't have Venmo, no. y'all. Uh, but Mrs. Pearlmania does. Yep. And uh, when I do comedy shows these days, uh, and especially if it's an independent show, none of these guys uh, have cash anymore. No. So a lot of times they're like, Oh yeah, what's your Venmo? What's your Venmo? And I'm like, oh God. So they'll go and they'll I give them her Venmo. Yeah. And then I never get that And money. then I
2: redistribute the wealth okay. through trickle down economics to the drag community. There we go. I was I told him before I left I was gonna do it. Because as I'm sure people who listen to this know, there is bills being passed, legislation being passed in Tennessee that is trying to criminalize drag shows and trans people. And so your girl was like, I'm going to give them all of Alex's money. It just made sense.
1: It did make sense. (laughs) It did. It totally made sense. And it's fine. It went to a good cause.
2: Yeah, for sure.
1: I just, uh, I I guess I just need to make my own Venmo.
2: Or you just keep making money so I can support uh, the LGBT community. Okay.
1: I mean, yeah, that works too. Uh,
3: All right.
2: So...
1: We have a big episode. Yeah. We're about to do the book club.
3: Yeah, for So sure. y'all
1: stick around. I hope you've read it. Uh, we posted about this just a couple weeks yeah. ago on both the Patreon and the Instagram. Mm-hmm. It is a long book. It is a deep book.
2: Yeah. Also, again, this is your warning. Heed it here now. I am going to spoil the shit out of this book. You're going to describe name, the
3: entire book. The
2: name of the book is Into the Drowning Deep um, by Mira Grant. If you ever wanted to read this book, and you don't want me to spoil it, turn away now. Because I promise you, I will not be able to describe this to Alex the way I usually do without uh, telling you everything that happens. okay?
1: Uh, also, uh, side note, a few people have actually said that because of your last description of the book, they ended up going out and buying that book.
0: <laughs> yeah. So
1: if you also just are wondering what this book is yeah this might be your way of this is this is the new dust jacket cover.
2: Yeah, exactly. So we're stick
1: around, we'll be right back in just a second with into the drowning deep Mrs. Pearlmania Book club edition.
2: Okay, so I also needed to do my pitch for libraries one more time. And I think that maybe this is going to become a book club thing where I just need to tell you about libraries and the listeners about libraries. Although I know we all know about them, but li- people utilizing the library is a passion project of mine. And I was at the library, not this weekend, obviously, but last weekend. And I, they had like a health fair, which was super fun. And I got uh, new bookmarkers that all are Smokey the Bear. I showed Alex. They're so really cool. Um, the other thing, though, that I found out our library does, or they're bringing back, I guess this existed before uh, the Panorama, and now they're bringing it back, is they do a library cookbook club. Okay. Okay. And so what they do is they pick a cookbook, and then... Um, you go you like meet up at the library for if you're in the cookbook club, and then everybody that's in the cookbook club at the library picks a recipe, right? And then they all go back and like two weeks later you make the recipe and you bring them back to the library and they have like a potluck style where like 30 people come together and everybody's made one recipe from the cookbook, and then obviously it's assumed that you're rent you're borrowing the cookbook as well virtually, or in the actual book form, and then you read it. So then there's a, you know, a two-hour discussion about the cookbook, all the things, the cuisine, and everybody gets to try all the recipes in the book. Oh, that's cool. Isn't that cool? That's such a good idea. I know, it's so cool. I was like, what the heck? It looks so... I was like, you know, here's me joining a new club at the library. Yeah. And it reminded me of what I did during the uh, panini, which is, uh, for our listeners, a little library hack, if you will, that I accidentally came up with, is... I love cookbooks and they're expensive. (laughs) So one thing that I did is I would rent cookbooks I was interested in from the library and then I would bring them home and, you know, try to make a few recipes out of them. And if I really liked the recipes that came out of it, I would go and buy the book.
3: Yeah.
2: Or if I only liked one or two recipes, I'd go back to the library and before I returned the book, I would just photocopy the ones that I like. And now I have a whole binder downstairs of just photocopy recipes, of the best ones, and I didn't have to buy any of those books.
1: Which reminds me, we need to put a recipe on the Patreon.
2: Oh yeah, oh god.
1: Yeah, I know it's hard.
2: I don't. You don't know it's hard. It's hard. It's difficult.
1: I know it's difficult because you have so many things that you like to make, <laughs> and you never know how to. Take and I never know god.
2: like how what people are interested in because some recipes take a lot of time, and you know sometimes I don't know. Okay.
1: Well. Well. Let's, let's go ahead and we'll, we'll put that to the side.
2: Okay, we want to focus because on the book.
1: Because we do want to focus on this book. I already put a bumper in and everything. Okay. And now you just added in more intro time.
2: Listen, I told you what I was going to do. Okay. I've been honest the whole time. I'm going to shout from the rooftops about libraries. Okay. And I'm going to come here as often as I can with new library updates. Okay. <laughs> All right, so Into the Drowning Deep uh, by Mira Grant I have to say that I was texting a friend last night about this when I finished the book and I am hoping that I can do this justice for those that maybe aren't going to read this book. This book was fucking amazing. This book was so good. It was it was long. It was a longer book. I didn't realize that when I uh, rented it by, oh my God, this is such a good book. And if you were even thinking about reading it, if it was on your to-be-read list somewhere please go read it it was so fun it was so interesting it was one of those things where like i couldn't stop reading it and then every time i started reading it again i easily got sucked back into it the other fun fact is that i read this book while i was on the train that hit that person when i was stuck on the train yeah right I also read this book while I was on uh, many flights, which were canceled and rescheduled.
1: Yeah, while you're heading to Nashville.
2: <laughs> I was heading to Nashville. I read this book while I was immensely uncomfortable yeah. and slightly claustrophobic. Yeah. Okay? Now, Into the Drowning Deep is a book about being in the middle of the ocean on a boat. Okay. <laughs> it did not help any of my weird claustrophobia feelings when I was on that train or on those airplanes. Okay? Yeah. And I just need to say it added to the ambiance of my nervous system physically reacting to my surroundings and then me being in this book reading about the isolation of being on the open ocean in a boat, being like, ugh, like, this is why I don't go out with boats in dark water. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so again, spoiler alert. Okay, so babe, this book, it opens in 2015 and the name of the boat that it, it's, uh, it's called the Adder... Atar goddess, Adder goddess, I honestly just changed it to Atlantis in my head because I could not say the word in my own brain, let alone read it. It's A T A R G A T I S, Atar I think from wait, what wait, I, I
1: spelled again, A T A R. A
2: T A R G A T I S. I think it was uh, some type of like goddess. I when I was looking it G-A-I-S? up. G A I S. G G-A-T-I-S. Addergattis. I changed it to Atlantis in my head for ease of reading. Okay. Yeah, so, I can't figure out what that was. So, but it means some goddess of some sort. Oh, you go. In well, some then. culture. Well, yeah, because you can, like, I just looked it up. Oh, that's right. You click the
1: button on yeah, some like of the smart, bu- smart books now. Yeah.
2: So, um, Addergattis. Now, it opens up 2015. We're on this boat. It's a ship. That's like a a research vessel. Okay. Okay. And it's a research vessel filled with scientists. How big? Pretty big. The way they described it is like maybe the size of a a larger yacht. Okay. And so it's a research vessel filled with scientists. Um, However, it's also filled with and funded by this company called, um, oh my God, oh my God. It's an entertainment company Entertainment
1: 720.
2: Nope, it's called Imagine. Okay, so the company is called Imagine. And it's an entertainment company, and they specialize in horror movies. Kind of like trauma. Okay. 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 So it's like trauma. Oh, what do you want
1: to do? I'm going to do my research on the boat, the horror (laughs) boat. Okay. What are you researching? I don't know, just how to be scared on a boat. (laughs) Have you just tried being on a boat? It's pretty fucking scary. It's terrifying.
2: Immediately terrifying. You know there's rogue waves? <laughs> you know what you know that like you can't see past a foot down and like NASA used to go explore the ocean and then we're like must have found something and said fuck that we're going to space and they haven't been back in the ocean since. I'm not going in the goddamn ocean, y'all. But so if my
1: feet can't touch the ground, I'm out. I'm
2: out. Listen, uh, if I,
1: listen, if listen, I'm at
2: the beach, I'm going to go in, I'm going to swim a little, I'm going to get a little, and then I'm getting the hell out.
1: I'm right up to nips.
2: <laughs> nips and hips, and I'm out. Yeah,
1: nips and <laughs> hips, and then I, we both do. We turn around. What? We're like, no. Absolutely and, when it's, and listen, at night, when we go to the
2: beach,
1: Ooh. she won't let me get within 15 feet I, of, like, the highest point of the sun. I
2: start. don't like dark water. And I, I know the day that I decided I didn't like dark water, I was, like, 23 years old, living in Wisconsin at the time, and the house was, like, on a lake. I don't know which one. And I was sitting on, like, a dock. And, like, the lake water is so dark. And it was, like, dusk. And I just watching the dark water, like, rolling in. Yeah. I was like, anything and everything could go wrong in this situation. And I never went into, like, dark lake water again. I never stepped in yeah. an ocean past my nipple. Like, I was like, fuck this. You know, you know
1: what it is for me? What? Is, uh, My ex uh, was from Maine. Okay. And um, we were up in Maine uh, with, a, with another friend. And uh, we were at this lake. And then she, she was like, it's a great swimming lake. We all jump off this rock. She goes, it's real deep. You don't have to worry about, like, hitting your head or nothing. I'm like, okay. Oh, yeah. So I dive in uh-huh. off this big rock. Okay. And it's
2: like, it's not too cold. What are you, 18? Who has this type of fearlessness? I was
1: like, I think I was 22.
2: <laughs> okay, there it is.
1: So I was just dumb. <laughs> and so I, d- I dive in. I'm like, awesome. And like, I swim out a bit. And then like, I hadn't tried to put my foot down.
2: Yeah, uh-oh.
1: And then I realized I couldn't put my foot down. Because I'm yeah. so used to like lakes around here. In, yeah. In, you know, the tri-state area of southeastern Pennsylvania. And I'm like trying to touch my foot. And I'm like, huh, and then I realized I have to swim back to the rock. The only way to get out is where I jumped in.
3: Because the rest
1: of it's all reeds and shit like this. So it's like that or you're going to walk through seaweed. And then like my foot touched seaweed and I couldn't see my feet
3: though. (laughs) No. And then I'm
1: like. Wait, I remember that Remember that one Stephen King story where like there's a lake where there's like the teens in the lake yeah. and the lake water eats the people yeah. and I'm like, no, and then I'm starting to swim, <laughs> but then I realize I'm a smoker, so the water pressure on my lungs is making it worse. Yeah. But I'm, no. So exactly. I don't nip I don't, high.
2: Nip high. I walk in.
1: I don't dive into free water Mm-mm. anymore. A pool is different. I can always see the I bottom of a pool.
2: I have like done like the jump jumping from rocks or jumping rope swings into like pools of water for sure but yeah. like that was in like the puerto rican rainforest where the water is clear you can yep. see the fish it's beautiful or like places where you can see what's going on in the water a little bit i'm yeah. in I- i'm gonna be in there all day until it my until my fingers get all wrinkly this but that dark, dark water No, absolutely not you better find a different hobby for me to do yeah. that being said i still think i want to become a lake person because I did go on a pontoon boat once, and that shit was fun. Okay, go so back I to your So I need to story. get through this fear so I can be a pontoon no, boat person. No, lakes
1: are reserved for drunks. And you don't <laughs> drink anymore? Pontoon boats specifically are for people who are getting day uh, drunk.
2: Okay, but can't we find somebody who doesn't want to get drunk and just wants to go on the pontoon boat sliding board with me? Go back to your stuff. Okay, so anyway, we're on a boat. It's 2015. It's filled with scientists on this research vessel. And Wait, did
1: you say we're on a boat?
2: No, I didn't uh, Marana, no Marana. damn it. no I didn't it's 2015 Lonely Islands very relevant in this
1: time <laughs> so do they listen to that song no Marana they boat? don't
3: okay
2: okay so like I said it's the whole thing is being funded this research this trip the boat itself is all being funded by this uh, company called imagine which is um, an entertainment business that focuses on horror films and stuff like that and apparently very successful. Throughout the book, they talk about, like, how successful they are. It's, like, uh, they also, like, d- um, invest in all these different shell companies. And, like, they're just, like, very rich. Okay, so there's just, like, this omnipresent entertainment company. Very rich, right?
3: Okay.
2: And so this boat goes out. And what happens is, oh, I'm sorry. They're going and searching for mermaids. Okay. That's the whole point. The research okay. team... I feel
1: like you buried the, the lead on this The scientists...
2: I didn't bury shit. So then the scientists and the, the entertainment company are... They're all going out together, and they're going looking for mermaids. Obviously, the entertainment company wants them because they want to do, like, an explosive, like, reality TV style. Because they've got cameras and stuff on board. Yeah. And then the scientists just want to see if mermaids exist. Okay.
1: okay. I mean, I could have just told them no. There wouldn't have been a book then.
2: Yeah. Way to... What? Yeah, okay. What? This is why I have to read the books and tell people about them. Well,
1: because mermaids aren't real. Columbus thought he saw mermaids. We're not Columbus. listening to
2: fucking Columbus. These that bag of
1: shit. These people in the book are listening to Columbus. They're like, I heard there's mermaids out there. Where no. did you read it from? I heard from Christopher Columbus. Nobody listens to Christopher Columbus. Because his eyesight was going bad and he wanted to fuck a manatee.
2: Okay.
3: I'm
1: dead serious. I
2: know, but okay. we're not talking about Christopher motherfucking Columbus today.
3: Okay, that's fine.
2: Okay, so here's what happens. The boat disappears, okay. Bermuda Triangle style almost. Okay. Okay. Uh, nobody hears from it. Nobody can find it. Boat's gone. Boat comes back miles and miles away. Everyone on boat is gone. Boat covered in blood. Okay. And the only thing that they find is like footage because again, the entertainment company had been filming and there was like reporters like holding it a... and here's this and like this is what we're looking for. And So it's so like a found
1: footage type of thing. Found footage, you're reading
2: it. Exactly. Okay. Found footage. On the boat of people being brutally massacred. Oh. But it's like fuzzy, kind of like Blair Witchy, where like you don't, you can't really see what's happening, but you just hear them screaming and people running and the camera woman like being dragged off screen, but like you can't see what caused it. Okay. Okay. And so the other thing that happened is they found that footage, but there was one girl named Allie and she was like, um kind of the reporter for imagine and she was texting her sister the whole time who's back on land her sister's name is victoria okay so she's texting her sister victoria the whole time and she's like this is what we're doing this is so cool because like this girl ally's living her dream she wanted to be a newscaster she wanted to work in entertainment so she's like this is so exciting this is gonna be my breakthrough and she's sending her sister these like voice notes videos and text messages and then you know she starts sending her crazier shit that's like, uh, if, you, if I don't come back, tell mom I love her. And then just, like, a voice note of her screaming. Like, okay. <laughs> it's like, okay. That's very funny. <laughs> I know. That's incredibly funny.
1: <laughs> because they had to hit, she had to open voice notes. <laughs> <That's>
2: just, ah! <laughs> yeah, she had to sit there,
1: but also she had to hold the button.
2: Yeah, you gotta hold the button. You can't just, like,
1: hit it and then it's recording. I to turned hold.
2: I turned voice notes off on my phone. Yeah. You gotta manually do that shit on my phone. That's so
1: funny. It's just, yeah. Okay.
2: Okay. Also,
1: I love that she, that that there is a text. Do they explain that they have some sort of box that she can text all the way back to land?
2: Yeah, I know they. Let's they see. have to, right? Um. Or do they just gloss over you that? You are one? going to have to put all of that type of thinking okay. aside
1: because they're hunting mermaids. Because
2: we're having a time together. Okay. And we're on the search for mermaids. Okay. So it's okay.
1: 2015. It's 2015. We're, on a, we're
2: on a boat. We're on a boat. Well, no, this is this is just the opening thing. I know, oh, we also were on the. A boat. The water, the area in the water is off of the California coast and it's called the Mariana Trench. Yeah. That's the, where they're going. Yeah. That's
1: the deepest part in the ocean. Exactly. Yeah. Mariana Trench. Okay.
2: Okay. So they disappear, blah, blah, blah. The book brings you back to current times and we're introduced to an incredibly long cast of characters.
3: Okay. <laughs> and
2: that is why there is papers in front of me because your girl did a book report just because I was like, oh my god, there's so many characters. Are these all just names? It's sort of, kind of, yeah. Okay. Um, there's a so, lot of names here. So the sister, Victoria. Okay. Uh, she goes by Tori. And uh, she is our lead character. Okay. okay. She is the main person we're following. She is a bisexual grad student studying acoust- acoustic marine biology. Also, we're going to talk a lot about weird science that i can't confirm is real or not okay so i didn't google it i uh
1: (laughs) so tory the bisexual what
2: grad student
1: grad student who's what's her what's she studying
2: uh acoustic marine biology okay yeah all right main character tory oh
1: god her Are are any of the rest of them are any of the following characters more relatable
2: you're not. You don't feel that Tori is relatable. I don't feel.
1: First thing she's going by Tori.
2: Yeah. That kind of takes me <laughs> out immediately. With a Y.
1: Oh God! Oh, I
2: know. I was like, what? Oh, with Tory a Y.
1: With a Y. Yikes. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Tori
2: with a Y. Okay. So then we're also
1: acoustic marine Biologist.
2: Acoustic marine biologist. So what she does is she like uses she, she sonar, sonar. Yeah. And she's listening to follow like the schools of fish and, and the whales. And whales. And echo
1: location Echo
2: Location, but also she has a vendetta.
3: Against the
1: mermaids. Because
2: mermaid. she believes mermaids killed her sister. Okay. And so she's been using her scientific... <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. I can only imagine.
1: Somebody, there, there's got to be a book that they're going to write eventually. We're mm-hmm. just in my headcanon now. Yeah. is her listening, pulling out her iPhone 5, listening to her sister be murdered by mermaids via voice note Mm -hmm. and then going i gotta study even harder (laughs) i gotta get a speaker so big
2: it's she becomes batman but the sonar is in bats yeah i'm tory
3: (laughs) (laughs)
1: okay
2: okay so and this book is good this book is so good okay i can't I, i i enjoyed reading this book so much that's fine and okay um, so, we meet her best friend, Louis.
3: Okay.
1: And now,
2: Louis is also a scientist, right?
1: Is he also bisexual?
2: Um, they don't say. Uh, but, Louis is a rich kid. Okay. okay. now this is useful information. Because, he is, like, a scientist, right? But, he has, like, unlimited funding from his parents. So, he gets to, like, build all of the craziest scientific he's back. okay he's the bruce wayne in this scenario yeah you okay you put that in my brain yeah so he actually no
1: he's lucius fox who's that morgan freeman from the movie
2: yes he's lucius fox yes Okay, okay there you go so he has the unlimited funds and he is like his character he's like really focused on discovering the weirdest stuff in the ocean so he like like the giant squid and like the cryptoids, like, all that stuff. He's really into trying to be the person that discovers those. Because
1: NFTs didn't exist yet.
2: <sighs> Are you going to bring up NFTs every episode? Yes. Why? Because they're a scam. <laughs>
1: but also this type of guy, he sounds like, yeah, okay, I'm into... Yeah. You, you said cryptoids, and I was like, crypto. <laughs> you Do you
2: even know what a cryptoid is? Yeah, it's the fucking, the Mothman. Yeah, exactly. That's oh, a cryptid. Cryptid, that's, you're right. Okay, so, because... She is partnered with him. She has access to all the best machines and like scientific equipment.
1: Yeah.
2: And what did his parents do? I feel like they told me, but I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just know Rich Rich. He's just Rich Rich. Money, money. Okay. Okay. So um she's using the sonar machines and she's shooting them out to the ocean into the Mariana's trench. Mariana's trench. trench. And they're they're always listening. They've been monitoring it for years at this point. And you know they get back whale song, and they get back dolphins, and they get back things and stuff and things.
1: And meanwhile, all the fish down there are like, "Oh, these people," because they're just it's literally just going. Whoa!
2: It's the fucking Whoa! it's the smoke alarm not having a battery. Oh yeah, it's
1: just a chirp like, oh, oh put a battery in get it. Get a nine volt.
2: How hard is it? <laughs>
1: That's it? Meanwhile, she's yelling into the sonar, "You
2: killed my sister." <laughs>
1: What if that's the sonar wave she uses? She just plugs the
2: voice note in? <laughs> that's so fucked up. I, well,
1: I listen. Okay, so... She got murdered by mermaids.
2: Allegedly. Okay. Okay, so... here's what's happening. They're, they're doing the sonars, and they get a really weird ping. And the weird ping... And I... Okay, again, they probably explained it to me, but I was trapped on a blood train, so I probably missed it. But they get a ping back on the thing and lewis comes running in he's like "Tori, we got this sound you'll never believe what it is and so they go so he's like he like recorded it somehow and he's gonna show it to her and he and so they're in like a pizza place eating like seafood pizza which i was like this is disgusting i'm turning the page don't eat seafood pizza
1: okay
2: um shrimp on pizza i've had it once was it good
1: it was okay i was younger
2: okay um. So, <laughs> explains everything. Yeah. I had, H- diving head uh, head first made more sense to me than shrimp on pizza.
1: <laughs> Listen, I there was a place out out this way when I was younger and mm-hmm. I went to and they had it. They had it as a special, like it was a slice. And I got it to yeah. try it, and I remember being really good. Okay. And then they, i would never seen it since. No,
2: they were like that was an abomination. Yeah, I feel like maybe
1: calamari on pizza might be pretty good.
2: Fried calamari that'd probably be good. You're right. Okay, so but they weren't eating that. So he comes in, he's like, listen to this recording. And she says, oh my God, that's the original sound of the Atlantis boat. The oh, Atargetus.
3: Tar-
1: you know what
2: I meant. And so they're saying that the sonar bounce that was created from when that ship was there is the same noise. And they're like, how is that possible? Because again, we're talking Bermuda Triangle, we're talking ghost ship, these are the vibes that are being presented at this point. Yeah. How is this sound coming through right now, five some years later? Yeah. Okay. So they go running back to uh, their. Wait. So is it
1: 2020 now in the book?
2: I feel like it's 2020.
1: Oh, do they all? Have... So they're they're socially distancing on a boat
2: oh no they don't talk about the pandemic so maybe yeah. it's before 2020
1: all right we'll go with 2019
2: just 2019 when we all thought we were like gonna they're like a next year's time. gonna be my year. Yeah, if I don't get,
1: year if i don't get hit by a pandemic or murdered by mermaids
3: <laughs> okay
2: okay so they go back to their what's a the room where you do science lab so they go running back to their lab and when they get to their lab we're intro- Why are you laughing?
1: <laughs> it's just the weirdest way you put it. What's the room you do, science? Lab. <laughs> okay. So
2: they go back there, and then we're- there's this guy, a creepy guy, who's sitting in her chair, and he does, like, the slow spin. You know the one. Yeah. And she's like, what are you doing in my lab? You're not allowed to be here. Because they're in, like, a college research setting, right? Like, Wait, they're not currently on a boat? No! I told you, this is the Tory... Five years later, they're in a lab. No, I know,
1: but I thought...
2: The boat is dead and no, gone. I get... Okay,
1: calm down. I'm confused <laughs> yeah. okay. now. Okay. So, so we started on a boat. The, Everyone died. Everyone's dead. Everyone's dead. Disappeared. We cut.
2: Cut. We, we Hard cut. cut. Tori. Uh-huh.
1: School, school, school. Yep. Bisexual, bisexual, bisexual. Yeah. Which, I, again, I don't feel like it needed to be noted. She's a grad student. Like, of course she's bisexual. Yeah. So, anyway. So, that is happening... She meets Rich Guy. Rich Guy's like, here's all the equipment. I thought part of the equipment was a boat. I thought... So they're just listening to old Mariana's Trench?
2: They're listening to pings. it constantly.
1: Okay, so there's a there's like a buoy out there yes. that's pinging back. Yes. And she's sitting there...
2: Studying it. Being, being angry. Being angry at this alleged mermaid situation. Okay. For years. Okay,
1: got you. I thought they were on a boat. Oh. I thought they had got a new boat. No. Okay.
2: Okay, so creepy guy in their lab... His name is Theo Blackwell. Alright. Alright. We are introduced to Theo Blackwell. I feel
1: like Harry Potter, not, I feel like <laughs> J.K. Rowling made up this name.
2: No. <laughs> we were not talking about her on. I this. know,
1: but it's just it's okay. a very heavy, so, I was scary guy name.
2: Exactly. Theo Blackwell. And so little on the nose. Okay. What? You know what? What? So, he turns the turns the chair. Okay. Who are you? Why are you in my lab? Blah blah. She's yelling at him. And he's like, "My name's Theo Blackwell. I'm from Imagine Studios." Uh oh. And she's like, "Go fuck yourself! You fuckers killed my sister." Da 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 da. You yep. know exactly how you would react. Yeah. And he tells her that, unbeknownst to her, Imagine has been secretly funding all of her and Lewis's research. Like Lewis's parents have been paying for some of the research for sure. Yeah. But like imagine studios has been paving the way for her to get all of her research grants like easier and secretly funding a lot of it because they wanted to monitor what she gets because imagine studios wants to redeem their name and bring back the truth of this story about the alleged mermaids and so she flips her shit and she's like fuck you get the fuck out of here i don't ever want to talk to people again how dare you but then he's like but listen we're trying to do it again. We got a new boat. Oh, fuck off.
1: <laughs> we got a new boat. We got
2: a new boat. It's better boat. Okay? It's a better it's boat. It's a better boat.
1: It, it has, it does, what does it have? Anti-mermaid proof <laughs> machine
2: guns? What are <laughs> oh we going Oh my God, have? did you read this book? <laughs> <laughs> just a serious... Okay, <laughs> wait. We're jump cutting. Oh God. Okay, so it jump cuts. We've left them. She's mad. We don't know what her decision is. Louis is like, wait, if you're paying for it, what have I been paying for it? Anyway, now we're introduced to this character, Jillian Toth, Dr. Jillian Toth. She's a doctor. She's a marine biologist. Spell that last name for me. Toth, T-O-T-H. Okay. Right? Okay.
1: Yeah, no, you're, you're fine. It was just the way you said it, I was like, is it Toth or a tough?
2: I, I, I just wanted to check. No, is, you're fine. Yeah. I understand sometimes my accent is Wyland. It's a little thick. <laughs> it, sometimes it is.
1: Someone say it's it's thick like toffee. You
2: know what?
1: What? How dare you say? Listen, listen, people listen for the jokes.
2: The, oh, well, when are you gonna start telling jokes? Oh. oh, that's right. Okay, so she is a marine biologist, and get this. Bisexual? No. Oh my god, let it go. Why well, do you care so much? It was just a funny thing to throw <laughs> in at the very beginning. I assume at this point It will become pertinent. That's the only reason I put it in my All book right. report.
1: Okay. God. I feel like it I feel like it was a spoiler inside the spoiler.
2: The whole thing is a spoiler. Yeah, I
1: know, but her being bisexual, you could have just throw it at an me later and be like, Ooh. oh. But now the whole time, I'm like, they won't mention she's bisexual unless she kisses Well, I a do want
2: to tell you something. Is no. that this book, if you're looking for romance and sexy times, none. There's like one boob grab, and it's really just kind of a passerby, which honestly I like. I like when sometimes you're in a book and we're not going to focus on any dumb romance. Yeah. Because romance is lame. Well, no, we're
1: in a book here. That is focusing on mermaid murders.
2: Yeah, mermaid murders. And that's what we're There's at. There's no time for sex. Yeah. Okay. So we meet Jillian Toth. She's a marine biologist and a sirenologist. What's a sirenologist? It is a made up term in this book because she is uh, is a professor and she's a professor, a writer, and has done like years of study on mermaids because she believes mermaids are real and she's been trying to prove it for her entire academic career as a doctor okay and she's like a laughingstock kind of like people go to her lectures and she's got books and after that other boat disappeared she got she did like a whole circuit of tv interviews and she was like you don't understand these things are real and everybody's like yeah right kooky and she's like no i have proof like mermaids exist they're not mermaids they're sirens and this is why and like so she's been like preaching this into the void for decades and Mm -hmm. no one's been listening to her Mm -hmm. okay and
1: she's like and the mermaids track you through vaccines
2: babe what i'm just i swear to god okay okay so we meet jillian and because theo blackwell the same uh spooky dookie guy yeah he comes walking into her um she's like teaching a class and she's, like, arguing with a student who's, like, being, you know, a teenager, being, like, thinking he knows more than her. Yeah, and because like, she believes
1: mermaids are real.
2: I don't know how to explain fiction novels to you. I just,
1: no, I'm, I'm doing it from the kid's perspective, all right? She's arguing with a student during a lecture. And th- this kid is like, I'm paying $18,000 a year. huh And the only marine biology class that they offer for my major mm-hmm. is being taught by a woman who believes mermaids are real. Yeah. was going on national TV. was like, mermaids are killing all of us. And has no actual proof of any of this. And I'm arguing with her. And then in walks a producer from a, a, a
2: horror mm-hmm. TV movie channel. Yep. Who walks in? Oh, he limps in because he's like got a a cyber leg.
1: He's got a robot leg? He's got a
2: robot leg. Okay,
1: keep going. Okay. I can't defend.
2: I don't know why you're trying. Okay, so he comes in and he's like, listen, we're going, we're doing it again. And she's like, no. Because she knew some of the scientists that were on that original voyage. Okay. That's why she did this TV circuit. She was like, listen, they're real and we need to leave them the fuck alone. okay? Okay. We're not going out there no more. This is dangerous. They're dangerous. We don't understand them. We don't like, leave it alone, everybody. And so he's like, listen, we need you. You know more than anybody about mermaids. And she's like, sirens. And he's like, listen, we just got to do it. And she's like, fuck you. Get out of my, you know, school. Then we find out that Theo Blackwell is actually her ex-husband. And they're not, they're not actually divorced. So, like, they're married, but they're separated.
3: Okay.
2: And the re- they used to be conservationists together. Like, they used to go out on those boats and, like, attack people that were trying to hunt whales. Okay. Like, they were, like, those kind of conservationists. Yeah. And he had a background in that. And then he got injured during one of those things. And now he hates whales. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I
2: just... I just Whales Like a whale Ever did anything yeah, No I'm just saying like, he's We're like, not wow. talking about Orcas We're talking Wait. about The big whales No I know some shit. I'm just
1: saying Listen so far The the twists and turns Of this book are... We haven't even gotten to the twists and turns There's mermaids Babe There's mermaids You know what? That's a
2: twist In the beginning Mermaids are real And they're killing people Okay Yes So she's like Fuck you I hate you I'm not coming. But then, um, you know, she's like, I'm going to go. Because she is like, I spent my whole life trying to prove mermaids are real.
1: And now I'm going to look
2: one of these fuckers in the eyes and, before I die. And now
1: my pirate-legged uh, ex-husband. is But, like, there's husband. this whole
2: other subplot that, that exists that they didn't really go to in the end about, like... So he got hurt, and then he went and started working for Imagine Studios... And like I said, Imagine Studios had like all this investment and um, all these other companies, one of which was like a medical company, and so Imagine paid for him to go through all these surgeries that kind of turned him into like, this bionic man. So like... What the
1: fuck? Okay. It's like,
2: it was a whole side thing, I, side no, adventure. I just,
1: I just want you to imagine, right? Mm-hmm. HBO Max. Yeah. Okay? You know okay. what? H- Discovery, Warner yeah. Discovery. Mm-hmm. That whole thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, they go take Bear Gryllis. Yeah. The pee-drinking man.
2: Yeah, I know who Bear Gryllis is. And
1: he gets hurt. Is it grills?
2: Whatever. Okay.
1: They go take him, and they're just like, ah, what if we make him a cyborg? <laughs> That's this book so far.
2: You know what? If I was reading Lord of the Rings to you, you'd be yep. like, yeah, wizards. A magic eyeball that makes a ring make you not want to eat potatoes. I don't remember how the whole thing goes, but suddenly you can have an imagination, but I'm trying to have an imagination with you and you can't? Because this is
1: set in 2015, I was there. There were no mermaids in 2015. (laughs) Okay, that's where I'm at. If this book was set in a time I wasn't, cool. So what if
2: I told you this was 2015 in an alternate universe?
1: What type of alternate universe? See, I'm
2: not going into this. Who
1: won? Who won World War II And the like?
2: <sighs> okay, so listen. Book cuts. Okay. We're at the ship. Okay. Everybody's there. They all fucking showed up. Of course they did. One has a vendetta against mermaids. One needs to prove that mermaids are real. Um, now this boat, okay. Is, is Limpy there? Yes. Theo? Theo, he's there. And the rich kid? Yeah. Okay. Everybody's there.
1: Everybody's there?
2: Yeah. Tori? Yeah, she's the main character. I know. Of course she's there.
1: I'm making sure I remember names.
2: (laughs) Good. Okay, so they get there. And I just this boat, all right? You kind of, you might have said it, but it's mermaid-proof. Okay, Okay. baby? They got, like, these, like, is it armadillo that has the shell? Yeah. Okay, so, like, armadillo kind of, like, action shell that, like, they press some buttons and it's, like, and it, like, closes the boat. Okay. Like a shield. Yeah. Okay. They got mad security.
1: That's like Hulk Hogan's Thunder in Paradise.
2: I don't know what that is.
1: Hulk Hogan had a show, it was on TBS or TNT,
2: mm-hmm.
1: where uh, the whole thing was, you know Knight Rider? Yeah. Imagine if the the car from Knight Rider, okay. right? Imagine if that was a speedboat.
2: Oh, right.
1: That's the whole show. I watched like a whole season of that as a kid. Wow. But he had a button you could push, uh-huh. and it would like enclose the whole yeah. speedboat in metal. So
2: it's like that, and it's like a huge super yacht. It's called too.
1: Thunder and Paradise.
2: We're talking about this book. I know. Okay, I'm so, agreeing. I'm just
1: saying. I'm trying to attach my experiences, experiences yeah. to
2: your knowledge. So this is me. This is a big thing. yacht.
1: Okay, big yacht.
2: Big yacht. Big I'm, money, money yacht. Okay. okay, and it's outfitted with all the best science shit. Okay. I cannot elaborate further because I'm not a scientist. But, like, instead of, like, just having, like, hotel rooms like it was a cruiser, it has, like, full fitted out labs. Okay. And science. Because they've invited all different, like, every type of marine biologist or expert there is has been invited to come onto this boat.
1: It's starting to feel like Imagine's just trying to kill all the marine biologists. <laughs> like, they really are just like, no, we really want to dynamite the Great Barrier Reef. Yeah. And if we can keep convincing marine biologists to get on this, these boats, yep. no one will be left to know that we can't dynamite the Great Barrier Reef. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. So we—it ha- what else have it's got security guards, okay? Which uh, the security guards like aren't actually great because they've been hired by Imagine, so they're all just like boy models with guns. They're not like security guards.
1: Wait, really? They they don't go over like Blackwater or no, even like the whackers. They just hire
2: like, handsome guys and then they gave
1: them guns. And gave
2: them guns. Because again, this is all being filmed. So it's gotta like they gotta look like square jawed, like they gotta look good and scary, but none of them are trained properly. What about
1: rich kids' parents? Why aren't they funding this?
2: Well, listen, I know, no I know, reason. I get it, I get
1: it. We gotta keep the plot going.
2: Okay. So we we do meet... Why
1: male models?
2: Because they're an entertainment. No, that's company.
1: from
3: Zoolander oh
2: <laughs> that was a good one yeah. good job so then we meet olivia who her character is basically olivia munn from
1: law and order oh that, not olivia munn no
2: olivia munn who slept with that married guy
1: oh uh who slept with john mulaney
2: yeah okay but, but like she was on that show she's like the girl that's like it's she's Not like other girls. You know what I mean? Like, she's like the interviewer for Nerd Guys.
1: Oh, Jesus Christ. You just took me through such a spin.
2: I got the wrong one? No,
1: you got her. You got her. She was on G4 TV. That's it. Back in the day. Yeah. Doing the the internet and Mm. doing the the video game stuff. Yeah. And she was on, like, Attack of the Show. Mm -hmm. And she did interview things there. But nobody
2: likes her anymore because she fucked up her shit when she fucked John Mulaney while he was married to that lady everybody likes. Okay. Just saying. Anyway... This
1: was
2: character. she in Magic Mike? She was in Magic Mike. Yeah, weird. I hated that movie. Okay, so Olivia, we meet Olivia. She is the host, just like Olivia, so. Like she's the lady with the microphone. So
1: she is playing Tori's dead sister in this in this reboot.
2: Exactly.
1: Oh, that's not good. She's
2: Tori's dead sister. Is it
1: clear? By the way, her name's Olivia. Yeah. Is it pretty clear that the author's like straight up like this is Olivia Lund?
2: Yeah. Yeah, 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 Even yeah.
1: named her Olivia?
2: Yeah, because it was like... So just, in I,
1: case, just in case like, I could ever murder you on a boat.
2: Yeah. She was like, I'm trying to murder this bitch on a boat. Okay. Okay, so, yeah, that's why, like, as I was reading it, I was like, oh, this is Olivia Munn. Yeah. Because she told me how she went to comic book conventions, and she had to, like, interview, like, all these nerdy things. And, like, she works for this company that puts her always in the nerdy sector. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we meet Olivia, and she has, like, a camera guy whose name I don't she remember. She had a, saw a
1: small stint on The Daily Show, and no one remembers it.
2: You sure do remember a lot about this broad that I don't like.
1: Olivia Munn? Yeah. Yeah, because she was always just kind of (laughs) there. She was heavily targeted at
2: me. I know, because you're in nerd culture. Yeah,
1: but I was just always just kind of like, all right, it's fine. Like, I saw what she was doing pretty early on, and I was like, get it. Get the bag. Get the bag. Listen, it's fine. So,
2: then she was like, let me lock this John Mulaney shit down. (laughs) Good on her. (laughs) So, uh, okay, Olivia, interviewer, she has a camera guy. Uh, she's a little blonde lady, and she has, um, I don't know how they f- phrased it, but she has some type of, she's on the spectrum of some way. Like, she's some type of autistic. Okay. And so, like, she talks a lot about how she doesn't understand certain cues, and she needs things to be explained to her.
1: Is this going to come back later? Yeah. Is this Chekhov's autism?
2: I don't know what that means.
1: Uh, we, we went through this last book. <laughs> Chekhov's gun
2: Oh, when you right.
1: introduce a gun
2: Yeah.
1: so she has Chekhov's autism oh and Tori has Chekhov's bisexuality all right let's go <laughs> this book's gonna get weird
2: so
3: okay
1: we
2: meet Olivia and the camera guy whose name I don't remember um uh, but they're like best friends forever for life and then we meet um okay we meet deaf twins uh named Haley and something else with an H And then their older sister is also with them. And she is not deaf, but she can sign, so she's like their interpreter. Okay. Now, all three sisters are a different type of scientist.
3: Okay. 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 The
2: parenting must have been exceptional in this household. Yeah. We got three scientists in college. What are these parents doing? Yeah. They're doing really well at parenting.
1: Jesus.
2: So we get- And two
1: of them them have a disability.
2: Yeah. And And the third one
1: is working alongside of them. Yeah. I feel like the, was it, you said older sister? The older sister. I feel like the older sister's pulling double duty, though. Yeah, for sure. Because she has to both do her science yeah. and explain their science through sign language. Yep. Like when dealing with their like lab partners and stuff like yeah. that. That's gotta be tough.
2: That's crazy, yeah. So she, they should write a whole book about her. I'd read it, and I also kind of wanted her to go to therapy. It's not nice to have to be the parent of your siblings, you know? No,
1: it's kind of rough.
2: So, we meet the twins. Okay, and then we get introduced to these other two characters, which kind of remind me of what you said about Bear grills. Their name are Jacques and Michi, M-I-C-H-I, Michi, okay, and these two are, like, murder hunters. They're, like, big game hunters, and they go on, like, reality TV and, like, hunt big game, and they're, like, these big Australian personalities, and they're notorious for, like, you know, paying money to people to, like, go hunt animals that are, it's illegal to hunt. So the poachers. They're like poachers, but celebrity poachers? So
1: they're like negative. They're like, they're like the Mirror Universe version of Steve Irwin.
2: Yes. They're okay. the evil Steve Irwin and his wife. Okay. Michi's and a woman. Michi's a woman. Okay. Jacques and Michi. They're married. Okay. And when they kill stuff, they get real horny for each other. I, I was going to guess that. <laughs> I fucking knew
1: it. I fucking knew I guarantee you that somewhere in there, if they ever made this into a movie or a show, right, yeah. you would be introduced to them and they're like, this is Jacques and Michi. They are big game hunters, right? Yeah. And as they're explaining it to them, they would show you a flashback of them, like, hunting lions or some shit, right? Yeah. And then they're, like, in the tent in the middle of Kenya, and they're, like, fucking on, like, the lion skins, yep. like, mm-hmm. in the tent. That is
2: exactly them. Yeah. And so they're brought on. I,
1: I saw all of this in my head just by you just describing it.
2: So they're brought in um, for two reasons. One, to be part of security. So okay. they're Because they got guns. They got... They show up with more guns than the security team.
1: Oh, you know what it is? I get it. Okay, but, cool. So you know in Jurassic Park we're the clever girl.
2: Yeah, it's Jacques. Exactly. That. That. Okay. That is exactly it. Okay. And so And he's
1: gonna get murked by a mermaid.
2: They're introduced-Cause you can't introduce a
1: fucking big hunter like this and not fucking kill him. He's gonna get warfed.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yes. So we meet them. They have all the guns, grenades. They got everything because they got the money, and they're also part of it because the entertainment company wants the cameras on them because they're reality TV show stars. Yeah, they're famous. And they and work so for Imagine. They work for Imagine.
1: Okay.
2: Uh, well, they're con they're independent contractors. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah, yeah. I
1: get so
2: it. they're brought on. Their main thing is they want to be the first person to ever kill a mermaid so that they can have like a stuffed mermaid on their wall type of deal. And then they can. Fuck okay, they're gonna, in front
1: of it. Yeah, They're not going to fuck it. They're going to fuck in front of it, though. Yeah. They'll both look at the mermaid.
2: They're going to make eye contact with the mermaid. Yeah. Okay. So, now, we meet all the characters on the boat. There's a lot more scientists. There's a lot more other people. Who cares? I don't remember them. That means they must not be that important. So, as we're going... Wow. What?
3: Wow.
1: What? What's that reality show where the, the people are working as like waiters on the boat?
2: oh under deck under down deck something deck yeah Ugh, boat yeah. waiters i can't imagine
1: yeah i almost but think you would you... just you would just damn all them immediately
2: they don't even talk about the help i would love to read about the people that are working in the service industry on this boat they never even bring them up could you imagine me yo can you, <laughs> can fucking you imagine? imagine oh my
1: god <laughs> you're the line cook on the murder boat Surrounded by male models who are like, does this have cobs? Is yeah. This, I just want boiled chicken. Male
2: models and and like neurotic scientists who are marine yeah. biologists. And you're just over
1: there just like, fuck you. smoking. Why did I ever get sober? Why the
2: fuck did I quit Benigan's? Yeah. I thought this job was going to be good because I could get the fuck out of town before my girlfriend came home.
1: I fucking do, I never should have gotten sober, dude. <laughs> They're out here fucking yeah. people are talking about mermaids coming up and killing people. Is that chick from G4 TVs on here? What the fuck is going on here, dude?
2: <laughs> yo, not for nothing. I need to get the fuck out of here. I gotta go back to community college. <laughs> oh, fuck,
1: dude. My mom said, my mom always told me nothing good happens on a boat after 2 a.m.
2: <laughs> and my
1: mom was fucking right.
2: That was dude. a learned experience. i yo, you know, fuck, saying. dude. It's is a that, shame. It's a shame. It's a learned experience. Yo, is that
1: French dude got grenades with him? Why we got explosives on a boat, dude? <laughs>
2: so it's not fucking grenade that's a grenade
1: launcher dude I, I know a grenade launcher dude i play call of duty
2: <laughs> yeah i would read an entire second book based on this exact book line for line yeah about what the service industry is going See, through I, want, I would witness that i, would I love want
1: it. So you know how i love the show star trek lower decks yeah because it's about it's not about the main crew yeah I,
2: that's why i like the what was the thing i didn't think i would like but then i did that your mom and sister love what the show, Downtown The Rich People. Yeah, Downton yeah, yeah. Abbey. Because I was like, I want to watch a show about rich people. But then I was like, oh, it's about the service. I like yeah. it.
1: Yeah. No, but I think in general, stories are always funnier whenever you hear it. Like, you have this crazy story happening over here, but just watching the, you know, the line cook.
2: Like, what's the janitor going to gonna do? Yeah.
1: No, oh, that's always been one of the fucking one of my greatest I and most it. fun things. It's always I want to hear from the common person because that's more likely to be the story we lived through.
2: Exactly. Right. That if I got a job on a ship as like a service worker, and then I'm like surrounded by fucking marine biologists, I'm like, I don't what. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Who Who are you? Oh, these
1: the are the my...
2: omelet bar is broken. Go back to the cereal bar. Can for you imagine, fuck's sake.
1: Could you imagine though? It's like you're sitting <laughs> there. You have like. It's your first day with this crew, right? Yeah. And you're, like, you're walking up. You have to serve the food. It's cafeteria style. Yeah. Ugh. And then these two creepy twins are standing in front of you. And you're, like, what do you want? And they're not responding. And then, finally, a third woman who looks kind of like them just starts, like, signing at you and going, they're deaf, asshole. <laughs> and you're, like, what the hell the fuck am I supposed to know that? And then standing behind them are just two horny hunters. <laughs> just covered in skins. Just like, yeah, we're going to fucking kill a mermaid. And you're like, I just, all we have is mashed potatoes.
2: <laughs> it's like when I worked for the vegan caterer and I had to explain, like, vegan yogi. Oh my every God. Every single person that came up, it contains nuts. Yeah. <laughs> every single time. It has cashews in it. And literally, literally I was working at a bar mitzvah. And this little kid whose face I yelled in that this contained nuts didn't listen to me. And he got stuck with like five EpiPens, yeah. including by the mayor who was there. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, my God. You ever get stuck by an EpiPen by the mayor because you... The uh, mayor of Philadelphia. Because you weren't listening to the service worker who was like, this has nuts in it. Do you have a nut allergy? And
1: he's like, I'm 12. <laughs> <laughs> Are there any kids on this boat?
2: Uh, no. Thank- I don't think so. Okay, good. Okay, wait, so... Everybody's on the boat. We meet the cast of characters. Okay, wait. <sighs> what?
1: I think we should take a pause here. All right. Because I feel like you're about to jump off into the main story. Because we've yeah. done a lot of setup. Yeah. We're about an hour in. Okay. And you got a lot of stuff to get through. I should
2: probably drink some water. You
1: should definitely drink some water. Yeah. We'll be right back. Okay. After these... these we don't have messages. Just after this little bumper. If <laughs> you need to go to the bathroom, go to the bathroom now. Bye. 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 We'll be back. <laughs>
2: So we're on the boat and immediately
3: suspicious okay there's, there's things
2: on the boat like I said like it's it's decked out with safety features and arm guards and all this stuff but like as you're walking through the boat through the, like the perspective of the different people on it, you're starting to th- see things that are fishy and I didn't mean to say like the pun of fishiness real,
1: real quick question yeah is there is is there not one main character right like this jumps from different people's perspectives cuz like you said at one point we yeah. cut and it was Jillian and it was Tori yeah. so, so a so we're lot re- of
2: the time you're you're focusing on what Tori's doing um but it does it goes from scene to scene okay so it'll go into one room where some people are another room where other people are okay but Tori seems to be the main character okay in her own mind so um The one thing that they notice or that Dr. Jillian finds out and freaks out about is that they're secret dolphins. And so there's these two or three dolphins they have in a tank in the bottom of the boat. Okay. And so Dr. Jillian finds these dolphins in the tank. And it's like, you know, it's almost like Star Trek, the way they have it set up. Like like the big open space and there's like the big tank in the middle and the dolphins are in there. And there's uh, Theo Blackwell. Yeah. He's in there, and he's like, Jillian, what are you doing in here? And she's like, what is this? Why do you have dolphins? And he's
1: like, because I hate them. Yeah.
2: No, he doesn't hate them, but he does say that he made a deal with the dolphins. What? So...
1: This is like Sequest DSV now.
2: I don't know what the fuck you just said.
1: Sequest was Star Trek, but in the ocean.
2: Okay. That sounds pretty on brand to what I'm talking about here. Yeah,
1: no, it was a pretty good show. I really enjoyed it. So they
2: try to explain... That through the language that they have created with dolphins from the way that like we can interact with dolphins as humans, the dolphins have agreed, they have consented to partake in this trip out to the deep ocean in search of mermaids. And when they're asked upon, they will dive into the ocean to like, with like cameras glued to their head or some shit. And if they succeed in this task, they will be given their freedom.
1: Okay, so um, a couple notes. Yeah, go ahead.
2: ahead. This
1: is the first time I've ever heard the word dolphin and consent in the same sentence. Well. They're the most famous rapists of the ocean. (laughs) Um, uh, Second thing, how can an enslaved being Uh that can now we know communicate,
3: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. give Mm -hmm.
2: consent?
1: Well. to Because they're being offered their freedom. Your choice is stay in dolphin jail forever.
2: Uh Uh-huh. Or. Yep.
1: Or mm-hmm. go in search of murderous mermaids in the Marianas Trench,
2: uh-huh. which
1: is deeper than dolphins can swim. Yes. Okay.
2: That's exactly what I'm saying to you. Okay. So Dr. Jillian freaks the fuck out. Because she's like, this is stupid. uh, Because her and this guy, they used to be the people that fought whalers and like fought for dolphins' rights. So like she's like, the fuck are you doing?
1: He should also know that the dolphins can't swim deep enough.
2: Everybody knows they can't swim deep enough. The dolphins know too.
1: Also, the dolphins are like, the second they let me out, I'm fucking out of here, dude. I'm out of the fuck here. I am out of here. I have a prehensile penis. I am getting out.
2: They're like, you're going to drive me out to the ocean? You're going to let me out of here? Bet. Okay. Bet. Okay. okay, so there's secret dolphins. That's weird. Okay. And then, um, uh. okay, so then what happens? Okay, so the one deaf sister, I feel like her name's Haley. It begins with an H. Um, she is the type of scientist, because, again, they're all different types of scientists, and mm. I don't remember any of the things, but she's the kind that goes down into the ocean in one of those little robo-scooters. Okay. Okay, she's that scientist. Okay. So she's super excited because she wants to dive in the little circle thing um, into the Mariana Trench. Because it's, like, the deepest dive in the world. And yeah. so she's been, like, training her whole life for this. She's super excited to have been invited to do this. Because, like, she didn't have to, like, find a grant funder to do it. Like, yeah. Just, like, this very rich corporation was like, yeah, sure, come on over. So she gets in her little, I don't know how do you describe it. It's like a tiny little I, mini car. I, I know what you mean. A yeah. mini car in the ocean. Yeah, and it has, like, arms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So she, the whole chapter follows her and going down right, and it's darker. And like they talk about how you know scary it is because the ultimate darkness, no sunlight. She's in a confined space. I am trapped on a southwest flight.
1: <laughs> while you're reading this,
2: <laughs> while I'm reading this, yeah, and I can it was my own personal hell. But I was like, I need to finish this friggin' book. But it, the claustrophobia was written into it. And they did a great job of explaining it. And so what happens is uh, she sees something moving in the water. Okay. What is that? What could it be?
1: Is she alone in the
2: boat? Yeah, only one person fits in one of those little fucking things. Okay, so she's alone in the boat. Under many, many miles under Mm. the water. And
1: she, is, is can she speak at all?
2: No, they're using like a a keyboard. keyboard, yeah.
1: Okay, yeah, that's smart.
2: And you know what else is like, because of the confined space feeling that, again, this author was f- incredible at creating, like, the scene. Like, yeah, yeah. as I was reading it, I was getting deeply uncomfortable.
3: Yeah,
2: And the sh- the thought of being as confined, underwater, in the darkness, but then adding on this layer of not being able to hear, was like, I had to close the book at certain points. I was like, oh my god, like, my brain can't handle the thought of this sensory overload and underload at the same time in this small space. It was yeah, and insane. and feeling the
1: pressure on you and all that yeah. stuff. But also, but the, here's the thing. Do you remember the movie The Village by M. Night Shyamalan?
2: I don't think I saw that one.
1: So in The Village.
2: Oh, wait, is that the one where they were just like re- in the normal times? Yeah, it was
1: regular time and they were pretending. Spoiler very, alert. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. The movie <laughs> sucks. But one of the things is they send a blind woman yeah. to, to to go get help.
2: Oh, okay, good. And it's
1: like because that way she can't see it's the real world. Uh, but it but it was also just like so dumb, like you're all adults, like why why would why would you send the person who is who doesn't have this sense? It's the same thing with putting this woman in this dive sub alone. If there's a problem, she has to type it. Yep. And if they have to communicate something to her from above, they have to then type it and yep. have it play on a screen. Yep. It's not like they had, she has a headset and yells, oh my God, mermaids. Instead yeah. you get OMG dot, dot, dot. Let me find the right gif.
2: Yeah. You know oh got I mean? an emoji. Definitely got yeah. an emoji. Yeah. Oh, and she uses a gif from the movie The Menu because it's the only gifs I use anymore. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but it's just like, it's one of those.
2: <laughs> it's the stabbing the thigh one.
1: Yeah. Oh. But it's just like, it, it's it's instantly, it's creating an issue yeah, to heighten.
2: there okay. are hurdles and okay. there are expansive amounts of open plot points. Where, so we're just gonna deal with both of them. Okay, okay. So she's in the boat. She's, she's, a, on, she's no, in the she's ground. under the no, water. That's what I'm she's she's the deep, ground. deep, deep. She sees something. It's in the water, moving around. She can't really see it, but she, but so what's happening is there's a camera slapped to the front of this fucking thing, and the people up on the boat, those scientists that are also monitoring and tippy tap and typing, they can see it and they're like, "Get the fuck up here." Yeah. And they're like immediately, they're like, abort mission, come up here, the end. And she reads it and she goes, like, in her brain, she's like, no, like, I've been waiting my whole life to get to the Mariana Trench. I'm not coming up early. I don't know what you guys are freaking out about. It's a fish, right? It's a fish. Who gives a shit? I'm exploring my childhood dream. Yeah. Okay. So, anyway, it's a mermaid and they uh, start attacking her. So, like, there's, like, a lot of them. And they're, like, punching the thing and they're they're slamming it and they're, like, kind of, like, again to Jurassic Park, like, when they corner Newman and they're, like, they're coming from the sides, like, yeah, that yeah, whole yeah. thing. So, very that. And what happens is she does have to – she eventually does need to go back up, but that insane pressure, you know, is making her sick as she's doing yeah, it. Yeah, she's getting the bends. She's getting the bends because she's going up too fast. But then um, this mermaid – thing comes down from above and actually punches down on her so that the opposite pressure causes like a huge slam and then lights go out. We don't know what happens. Nobody knows what happens. Everybody on top of the boat's freaking out. Um, they pull up the thing. It's like kind of like a fishing line with nothing at the end of it anymore.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, but the footage, the footage that they had on the cameras clearly show that she was attacked by What looked like mermaid type beings. Okay. And then everybody on the boat is like, holy shit. Her other sisters are freaking out, obviously. They're just crying, they're screaming, the whole thing. And the fun, it's not funny. The thing that happens that was kind of funny is that, like, everyone on the boat is really upset that this young woman has died. Yeah. They're like, oh my God, she got murdered by mermaids. We have video evidence. And then immediately everybody on the boat is like, Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. (laughs) Because everybody is, all their scientific research is about to, like, they're all about to become millionaires if they can make it off this fucking boat. Yeah. The entertainment company's like, yes, we're finally going to get the movie. We're finally going to be able to make this documentary about mermaids. Yeah. So, like, wow, the one, the other sister is, like, devastated and screaming and crying. Everybody else is like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, that's... That's too bad. Meanwhile, they're, like, scooting to their lab really quick while walking backwards because they just want to, like, start getting their work prep because they're like, I'm be a fucking millionaire when I publish this paper about mermaids. Yeah. So that's fucked up, but it is what was written there. Um, so the other thing that's happening at the same time is we start to see... Now, this isn't the service help, but the captain and some of, like, um, the sailors that work with the captain, I don't remember what those are called. Yeah. Um, those guys, you start to see it from their perspective, and they're like... They're like, you know, talking about all these weird scientists and these entertaining people with, with their fucking boat. Why the fuck are we even out here? Mermaids aren't real. They're just an old wives tale type of shit. And the whole time they're trying to test the, um, uh, the shields I was telling you about. Yeah, yeah. So they've been secretly testing them at midnight. Every night at midnight they're trying to test them. And we find out after this girl dies that every test has failed. And they have never worked. But an entertainment company that paid for all this knows that they have never actually functioned. So you
1: mean to tell me that a corporation is like being real cheap when it comes to the safety standards mm. of all of their independent
2: contractors? Mm-mm. Who they had signed special like NDA style things that say- And no matter And waivers that no matter what happens, it's not their fault.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's still back on land. Yep. Also, real quick, I'm guessing they're not transmitting this footage back to land, Where they can receive text messages and voice notes, apparently. They're not. Not one person is like, let me put this on TikTok real fast. Let me just go ahead and play the footage. People on TikTok will watch me film a screen of a movie, Uh and uh, 300,000 people will like it. Let's not do that. No. No, we're going to keep this on a VHS tape here in our boat where our mermaid shields don't work.
2: Mermaid shields don't work. Okay. Uh Uh-oh, And we're not
1: turning around and running back immediately.
2: No. We're and nobody for some fucking reason wants to turn around. I would be, number one, I would never got in the boat. That's the first fact. So um, we find out that the boat things are the shields aren't working. They've never worked. The captain cannot get them to the function. It's a whole big problem. Um, now people start slowly disappearing, right? First person we lose is uh, Olivia's cameraman. Um, a mermaid. Climbs the side of the boat, right? Climbs the side of the boat. Catches, uh, looks at the cameraman, looks at Olivia. Grabs him, eats his face. Pulls him into the water, drowns him. He's gone. Olivia, crushed. Emotionally, her best friend. She is not well. But this is when we get a very good description of what the mermaid looks like. Okay. Okay, and this is important. Because, again, this Dr. Jillian gal... She's like, they're not mermaids. Stop calling them mermaids. They're sirens. Okay. Which I think is so funny. She okay. is a sirentologist or some shit. So the description in the book of the mermaid siren is it doesn't have like a fish tail Like when we think of a mermaid, it's like an eel tail. Okay. All right. So it's an eel tail. They're about like eight feet long. Okay. Okay. Big eel tail. And then their body does have like it's described as like having somewhat of a feminine sculpt of like they have this chest cavity that's like grayish, right? Their chest cavity is grayish, like their eel body, but it, they don't have breasts. It's just like kind of the shadowing of the muscle and bone. Okay. But if you were looking at them from a distance, you'd be like, that's a lady with boobs, right? Okay. And they have these huge hands and their hands, which are kind of human, but not... Their hands have, like, a webbing in yep. between them, a real thin film of webbing, and they have an extra knuckle, okay. which is, like, when they describe it as really weird, because they can bend their fingers, like, back and forth in a weird way, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that extra knuckle makes it so that they can, like, climb shit easier and faster, right? And then their faces are described as kind of being, like, um, like a primate, almost, like, you know, like, the thin nostrils that a primate has? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then kind of an almond eye, and then they have really big lips, right? Okay. And they talk about the lips a lot in the book because, again, it's especially through Dr. Jillian's perspective. She's always talking about the historical narrative of the mermaid. And she's like, the stories that we have heard over the century is like, it's this woman. She's going to trick you. And she's beautiful. And it's like these beautiful lips, this slender frame, what looks like it has a bust, but it's just muscular shape in a weird way and shadowing. And then um, they have hair. But the hair is like, um, like thin, like, what would you, like a cat whisker? Like cat whiskers? Okay. But it's bioluminescent. Okay. Okay? So, if anyone has ever been to a bioluminescent bay, their hair is like a bioluminescent bay of cat whiskers. Okay. Okay? And that's what they look like. So, eels, kind of a primate face, slender body, but with curvature of a lady, big lips, uh... Cat whisker hair bioluminescent that glows in the dark.
1: With crazy hands.
2: With crazy knuckle hands. And when they open their mouths, they have thousands, not thousands, hundreds of teeth that are like real thin, like, like razors. Yeah. yeah, like eels. So, like, When their mouth is closed, it's like a pretty human mouth, but as soon as they open it, their jaws are huge. Yeah, they're doing
1: like the Molina from Mortal Kombat thing, where it's like, oh, you think it's a normal mouth, and then they start opening, and it just keeps opening forever. Forever
2: opening. And so they have these huge, razor-sharp, things. Well, they bit a man's head
3: off,
1: so...
2: Yeah, they ate his face and dragged him into the water. Okay, so we finally get to understand what these things look like. Yeah, and now they're they're still not running away. No! That Nobody has, like, turned the boat around.
1: Not one person. There's
2: not even a safety boat. Like, let me out.
1: And the male models are like, why
2: male models? <sighs> Again. Um, oh, pardon me. So, here's what happens. People start dying Obviously. from mermaid attacks. Yeah. Um, we, it's like, it goes, like, zero to chaos instantly. Okay. And we learn so much about the mermaids we learn that, like, they are kind of like pack hunters. Yeah. That were, they're, like, testing the water. Like, they're coming up and they're they're grabbing a person and then taking them down. Or they're coming up in, like, pairs and attacking somebody and then, like, running away. There's a lot of descriptions about, like, um how slimy they are yeah and the slime comes into play a lot is like they leave a snail trail kind of around okay because they're using like this viscous texture on their body to like suction the things yeah and slide around fa- fast and like they talk a lot about how fast they are like they're super fast in the water but they're also super fast on land
3: yeah
2: and so the whole time all these scientists you're hearing this dialogue about like what are these things like are they fish are they people are they mammals are they what and so the dr jillian uh decide they they find a dead one i forget how they got a dead one did
1: did jock and mitchy kill one
2: jock definitely killed one okay okay so jock definitely kills one that you're right because jock kills one and there's a big bullet wound in it and dr jillian's all upset she's like you're gonna ruin the specimen he's like gonna and cancer. he's like
1: what the fuck are you talking about in a Man's face yeah
2: people have died yeah, she's it's she's like, like 15 science. people are dead
1: and she's like why couldn't you use a smaller yeah. caliber <laughs>
2: so they're like doing uh she's doing a not a biopsy Mm, there's a word Autopsy. for it. Autopsy. Yeah, that's for humans. It's like an extopsy for animals or something. Okay. So whatever. They're doing that. That's a weird and... thing
1: for us to get technical on. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is a book about science, man. Yeah, okay. Truth. Yeah. Okay, so they find, like, she starts to believe that they're kind of like amphibians, almost. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Like, like, froggish, the way that, like, a tadpole can turn into a land animal. Yeah. But, like, at one point it's in the water. And so, like, she's realizing that they have gills, but then they also have lungs. And then they have two sets of lungs because one set of lungs can hold the pressure for when they're going up to the surface uh, from so when they, they have to go down lungs. deep. Yeah, yeah. So like the writer of the book does a really good job of like detail explaining how we're like, the, you and I are being like, dolphins can't go that deep. How could this thing possibly survive? And so she like definitely does a good job of like coming up with the specific information. That's like, all right, I'm going to believe you. Cause this is a fantasy novel. Um, and so, like we're doing an autopsy, we they get to learn a little bit more. When they're doing the autopsy, what they realize is that the mermaid's hair—in air quotes—is filled with little critters. There's little crabbies, there's little shrimpies, there's little bugsies in there, um, because they're an ecosystem. Okay. Just like sharks have the ones that live on their tum-tums. Yeah. These are Yeah. Yeah. So, there's another scientist guy. Oh, I don't remember his name. He's actually uh, Tori's ex-boyfriend. Huh. So, there's a whole sub-story. I don't care um, about that. And he's, like, getting the specimens for those, like, little crabbies and shrimpies. And he takes them back to a main scientist because he's, like, the apprentice scientist. Yeah. So, he gets them from the hair and he scuttles over back to the lab and he gives them to the other scientist who's his boss. And his scientist boss is like, oh, you didn't do a good enough job. Like, so one of these died. Like, this is fucking dumb shit. But then he's like, I'm never going to get published if I have to work under this guy forever. So he sneaks back in the lab. And he's like, I'm going to get more of those little hair critters. And so he sneaks in. He gets caught by Dr. Jillian. But she's like, I don't fucking care, dude. We're all going to die. So, because Dr. Jillian the whole time, uh, just nihilist. She is known since the moment she stepped in the boat, they're all going to die. Okay. She doesn't give a fuck. She's like, my life's work was to prove they're real. I don't give a shit after that. They're real. I win. I'm going to be published forever. My name will be in history book. We're all going to get slaughtered. It's. She is the whole time, the whole book. She's like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know we're going to die though, right? Like, She just doesn't give a fuck. Okay. So she sees him sneaking in and she's like, you here to steal more stuff so you don't have to tell your scientist boss? Go ahead. I don't care. <laughs> I don't give a fuck we're all going to die. So he does, he like sneaks in, he gets a little couple more shrimpies and things, takes him back to his lab. And then we like follow his character for a minute. And he's like looking at them under the microscope. And like, he touches one of the little mini hair shrimps in the wrong way. And a little like a uh, spike comes out of its butt. Like kind of like, it's like, you know, like a, like a, like a, like a sex organ kind of like, boop, it like pops out. And he's like, Oh, it must be a sex organ. Right. And, but he doesn't know that because he's, just seen this thing for the first time ever. And, uh, of course, he accidentally slips on uh, some residue of mermaid slime. Okay. And okay. slips and falls and uh, t- accidentally hits the shrimp, which pierces his skin. And it turns out that this is, like, a spear filled with some weird poison. And he, like, dies, like, within minutes. Okay. And it's all... A, it's The whole thing is all about how... Like, the mermaids aren't susceptible to whatever that toxin yeah. is because they are just used to it, but <clears throat> it, like, makes it so that his blood isn't coagulating, so he bleeds out. Like, okay. that's the whole thing. Okay. It's, like, from his little thumb prick, he bleeds the fuck out because his body uh, can't coagulate blood, and then everything goes crazy inside of him, and he, j- he dies. Okay. Um, and so, like, he's the, like, he's, like, one of the first people that were witnessing die, but he's not being murdered directly by a mermaid. Okay. But it's into the science element, right? And then um, Dr. Julian finds out about this, and she's like, what the fuck's going on? Now we got to look into this guy. What? How did it, that happen?
3: Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Right?
2: Now, while all this is happening, let's go back to Jacques and Mitchie, because these two are hype. Let me tell you, they're excited. Hornbulls. All about killing these mermaids and, and having a wait, good time. Listen, this
1: is what I've been waiting for the whole time.
2: And... They do, but they do the move that you should never do is they decide to separate and conquer. Oh. So they each take a couple security guys and they go to the, each side of the huge boat on different decks or whatever. And they're walkie-talkieing each other. But, you know, we never separate from the gang. So during the separation, Jock kills a bunch of mermaids. Some people die that are on his team. She gets caught in a small room with her team with a mermaid that is attacking them. And it's like they can't get it. Like, it's like the mermaid's just so fast that they can't catch it fast enough to shoot it. And they shoot at it, and bullets are ricocheting because they're all in like a small room.
3: Yeah. Because they're geniuses. um,
2: They're super smart. So, this bullet hits the mermaid and kills it, right? But that bullet also hits Michie. Okay. And goes through her diehard style. Okay. Right, right through the shoulder. Boom. And so she gets, they're like, oh, she's screaming, but not that much. And like, you know, cause she's tough. She's a tough female. That's yeah, yeah. the whole thing is like, she's... But now a, she got mermaid
1: blood in her. She,
2: Look at you. Yeah, I you know. You are here for this book right yeah, now. Yeah, I can fucking get it. Yeah, dude. I get it. So they uh-huh. take her back to the doctors. Also,
1: also, while this whole Jacques and Mitchy thing's happening, yeah. this other guy's like, oh, I'm going to get extra credit, and then dies. I just want to <laughs> point that out. Like... Like, this doesn't make...
2: There's also, like, a subplot. Like, the the, the guy that died from the bug bite thing, yeah. he is Tori's ex, and he, like, really hates her. Yeah. Because he thinks he's, like, really condescending. So he thinks she's a bitch for breaking up with him for no other reason than she did. So, like...
1: But she probably... Brought, what Did she break up with him because she listened to a voice note of her sister being murdered by mermaids?
2: Maybe. No, she said, like, she says that she broke up with him because he was so self-centered and, like, he didn't care about anything but his own work and... And then he touched a
1: shrimp dick and died.
2: There it is. Okay, well, so, fucking... So, but, like, the that's thing... That's apropos. That's
1: just fucking poetry right yeah. there. Yeah,
2: so in the book, you don't like him. Okay. Because you're, you do get to, like, read some of his thoughts and his thoughts are, like, I hope she fails. Tory's the worst. And then, like, she's just, like, I hope he's okay, like... She's unbothered. She doesn't care. She broke yeah. up with him. Yeah. And he's just, like, has this secret vendetta against her. So, like, when he dies, you're kind of like, good.
1: I get it. It's the same vendetta so, I'll have against you when you break up with me.
2: I'm never going to break up with you. Can you imagine dating? Ew, gross. Okay. Okay, so, they take her to the hospital setup. What's It's like a... The nurse's lounge. They, they have, like, a, a medical setup. Medical right? bay. Medical bay. They have a medical bay setup. And the doctors are like... Uh, okay, like, they're, they're trying to, like, heal a gun wound, right? They're like, close it up. And then Dr. Jillian sees that, like, this weird yellow goo is around the wound, and she's like, everybody, back the fuck up. This seems like this could be a bad situation. This could be a biohazard. We don't know what the fuck is in a mermaid blood. Yeah. And that could have gotten in there through the bullet. Well, yes, you were right. Right. So, somehow, the mermaid blood is, like, really bad for human blood, and it, like, uh, what's the word? It, like, decomposes us from the inside. Okay. So, like, she dies within, like, 40 minutes of the she's just, she's just internally rotting. She's internally rotting. Her blood's, blood's not coagulating. We talk about that a lot. But, like, all this other shit's going wrong. And then, as her body is laying there... It's, like, decomposing. And so, like, every time they go into that room, for some reason, I mean, obviously I know why, they write in the scene about her body decomposing, like, her, her cheeks sunking in and her stomach sinking in. And when Jacques comes back after, like, one of his many hunting sprees, he sees her and he goes fully bananas. Yeah. And everybody's like, maybe we should not tell him because he's going to kill us. And they're like, he is because he's she's the only thing that ever grounded him. And then you're like, uh-oh, he's going to become a murderer. Yeah. And so, you know, that kind of plays out. Um, so, she's decomposing, Tori and Olivia are making out somewhere, I don't know, there's like a, a short, called it. short little lovey-dovey called thing, it. they're they're making out, my ex
1: is on this boat and he's a jerk, oh, I was in Magic Mike,
2: okay, mm. yeah, I get it, that, All right. that happens, right, um, and then, oh, the dolphins, I forgot about the dolphins, how could you forget about the dolphins, I'm sorry. So, the Dolphins part gets really weird. Okay, so then, here's what happens. They, they take you back down to the, where the Dolphins tanks are, and Jillian and Theo are down there fighting because Theo wants to release the Dolphins. He's like, we need to get a better view on these things. We need a number. We need to know how many are down there, right? we got to send the Dolphins.
1: At this point, though, it was supposed to be informational, like, discovery. Wait, right?
2: I forgot something super that, important. They,
1: they've already discovered them, right? Yeah. They yeah. killed some, they have the bodies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Turn the boat back to land. I, babe. Why won't Theo let him go back to land?
2: <sighs> because he works for the, the big company and he yeah. knows all the secrets. Okay. I forgot to tell you something. Okay. That was super important. that I okay. probably should have gotten into way sooner. So like one of the mechanisms that the mermaids use to like hunt their prey is mimicking. Okay. So, like, they can hear something, and then they can mimic it.
3: Okay. And like so, a
2: siren. Exactly. Th- this is where we're getting into the idea of a siren call. So, they can hear someone's voice and then do it, and then that's how they lure people in. Because they'll, like, sound like your sister yelling for help, and then you'll go looking, and then, <laughs> got you. you.
3: Gotcha.
2: So, like, they're this idea of the mimicry and the use of this voice box that they have to get people and trap them is how they've been doing it for a millennia right yeah, yeah. and there is a part where they talk about how they can remember any sound and recreate it so like they can make the sound of whales they can make the sound of orcas, dolphins, the whole thing and then they can eat them because they just eat all of the things and they believe the scientists believe that the um, mermaids made the sound of the boat to lure the humans back because they were hungry again so they memorize the sound of the boat because last time a boat that big came, they ate forever. Yeah. And then they're like, let's just make the sound of that boat and it'll bring those humans back. Okay. Okay, so mimicry super important. I, I mean, hugely important. I really shouldn't have forgot it. It also plays into, apparently from the videos, those original videos that were found on the deck, the mermaids were... Uh, communicating using hand language, so this is where the sign language people come into play. Okay. Because again, they're like, we have these sign language experts; they can maybe sign with the mermaids, huh?
1: Yeah, because they're fucking the mermaids know ASL like that's. Listen to me. They there was the,
3: so
2: much we're going do,
1: on. We're gonna do sign language at them, and the mermaids are like, "I only know, yeah. I only know Russian sign language." Like,
2: what <laughs> the fuck are you talking about? Listen. Okay. So, um. The mimicry is important because now we're back to the dolphins. Okay. And so the dolphins are, all of a sudden, the cha- there's a whole chapter. There's a chapter and it shifts the dolphin's perspective. Shut
3: the fuck up.
2: I swear to God. And we're talking about the dolphin's perspective and the dolphin's name is like Twitter. Swear to God. Something else. There's three of them. I don't remember their names except for Twitter because I was giggling that his name was Twitter. And so we're going through Twitter's perspective
0: uh, oh, my God. His
2: reasoning, the imprisonment of his parents, how he's going to be the first generation of free dolphin, how his parents were brainwashed by the humans, who meant well, but that he needs his freedom as a dolphin. And then, like, he goes out and he has this he's like, big plan. He's like, I'm just going to do this one thing. I'm going to do this one last job. One last job, and then I'm free, boss. And then he swims out in the ocean with him and his sisters, and he hears a sister call. And so he dives and keeps swimming. And and then it turns out his sister's behind him. It's a mermaid. Mermaid's luring him in. And now the other dolphins are still kind of up. They're not as deep as him. And they're like, come back, come back. And he's like, what are you talking about? Like, we got to go help her. And so he, he goes down to the deepness darkness and he uh, gets eaten. And then the other two dolphins basically try to abandon ship immediately because they're high enough that they see this, yeah. and, but they still get uh, eaten too. And then Dr. Jillian Superman. But the weirdest part about that whole chapter...
1: Was the fact that it was from a dolphin's perspective? Yes.
2: And then the dolphins are going through the history of what they know as oceanic uh, creatures about mermaids. Because the dolphins know mermaids are real. And the dolphins know the history of the mermaids. You can't see his face right now, guys, but he is. <laughs> I
1: hate this book. I hate this book so much.
2: So he's, they're going through the history. And the thing is, like, they describe it as, like, they're like, we all know of, of those that they don't speak of. They're like the Voldemort of the sea. And they're like they're like, those evil creatures, a hybrid of dolphin and human. What? Yeah. What? It's weirdly implied that, that there's we- some type of genetic mutation between humans and dolphins. But it doesn't make sense because they're eels. But, but they're but, also amphibians.
1: Oh, my God. Do you remember when we listened to that one podcast a long time ago about the guy who took a bunch of acid and thought he could teach dolphins how to speak Yeah, English? and then they
2: based the whole TV show Fringe on that guy.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: We still gotta watch Fringe. We gotta re-watch okay, Fringe. Okay, we gotta get close. We only have 20 minutes left. Okay. Okay, so... Take your head up off the desk. I'm listening. <laughs> I
1: just fucking.
2: It's just, okay. So the dolphins are eating. Jillian, Dr. Jillian's so mad. She's like, "You knew they were gonna die." He's like, "I didn't know they were gonna die." We're like, "Everybody knew they were gonna die. They can't swim that deep." Now the do- the mermaids ate them. So now mermaids are full intact mode, right? So turns out mermaids have been plotting. They've been just testing to see what they can do, how how the humans are gonna react to them, and then they basically converge. Just hundreds of them start coming up and just massacring everybody except for some of our main characters, obviously. Okay. Yeah. So the rest of the book is just kind of like they're running around, they're hiding in um, dumb waiters, like they're yeah, it's
1: like it's like aliens. Yeah,
2: they're trying like, to get it's like away from the movie from aliens
1: us. where you're just hiding. Uh, a lot. they're
2: hiding and running and hiding and running. And um, what happens, Olivia? She gets in like a dumbwaiter, and she's going to climb it to the top so that she can come out in the top deck to where the captain's quarters are because nobody's heard from the captain. And she wants to make the shields go up because she's like, listen, if we get trapped inside of here with a hundred of them, it's better than the thousands that are out there because they can see them in the water, and there's a lot of them. Yeah. And so she's trying to climb up, like, again, Die Hard style. She's like, it's a tight, closed quarter. Again, the closed quarters. And so... She's climbing up. She gets to the top. There's like some crewmen who are like, "Who the fuck are you?" And she's like, "Shut the fuck up and let me in the captain's quarters." And so she goes in there. She sets off the like the help alarm thing that boats have. S O S. That thing. Yep. And she need there's a code that you have to put in to make the to trip the thing that makes the things that go up the shields. And nobody has it because the captain got eaten. The only thing left of the captain is his hand, which is like on the floor. This is the so she calls across the boat, because they have, like, internal phone system. She calls Theo. And she says, Theo, you motherfucker, I know you know the code. Because you're the only person from the company on here. Yeah. And he's like, Why well, I can't give it to you. And she's like, I'm closing the ship. I'm doing it. What's the code? And so he gives it to her, and it's very long. I, I can't tell you that, like, if you had a code for an emergency situation, it shouldn't be over five digits. No. This was, like, twelve. Okay. too long. No wonder he got eaten before he could get it in. So she she hits the code. Miraculously, the shields work, right? The cover of the boat. Trap all the little fuckers in there. Here's the thing. Right before this happened, Tori had fallen overboard. Yep. She's in the ocean. Okay. Tori is in the ocean. And
3: she's bisexual.
2: Babe, I don't know what her sexuality (laughs) has to do with this. It was just a weird thing to say early on. Go ahead. Okay. So
1: and she knows all about acoustics, though, right?
2: Yep. 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 She got so fight back the with
1: the uh, acoustics
2: <laughs> with the with the power of sound. Yeah. So she's gonna just start <laughs> playing. What was it? The fucking...
1: I always remember... Remember the... Oh, I... Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, what are you, falling asleep on the couch at night? Yeah,
1: But she's gonna start playing that. The sound
2: of a... What was that called? The
1: sound of heartbeats or whatever Uh,
2: it was called. Oh, I... My one aunt ordered that CD. We had it for a while. Yeah. Okay, anyway. Um... When she's in the water, right? She's in freezing cold ocean water. I don't think she would have survived as long as this book implies she did. Yeah. Okay, but she's talking about how she's under in the water and, you know, she feels like how cold it is. She can't breathe. It's like the whole thing. And also, because she's underwater, she can see that there are way more mermaids than they had ever thought. Yeah. They had way more mermaids. And she's, so she's like, the fuck is going on? And, like, they're not paying her any mind. Like, they're not eating her. They're just swimming up to the boat and back, swimming up to the boat and back. Because, like, she's watching them. They would Before, like, the shields went up they would swim up, grab somebody, pull it down into the water. Like they weren't even eating them up there anymore. They were just grabbing them and pulling them into the water. And she was just like, in awe of the fact that there were so many, they were so fast, and they were just basically ignoring her because they were just so busy. Yeah. And so as she's seeing this, there's a huge glowing light below her, like bright like the sun. And it's getting close. And she's like, she can, like, see that it's moving closer to her. Like, it's far away, but it's still getting closer. And she's like, the fuck is that? Yeah. Right? But also, she's in the middle of the ocean at night.
1: Yeah, and she's also probably having hypothermia now and all this yeah. Other stuff. Yeah, all yeah. this stuff.
2: Okay, so while that's happening, at the same time, we go back to Dr. Jillian, who's, like, uh, cutting up another mermaid, right? And what they realize is that the mermaid has a sperm sac. It's a boy mermaid. Okay. I, yep, boy boy mermaids. Again, why? They're sirens. Not mermaids, because that feminizes them. So we have to call them sirens. So, Tori's in the water. Because then
1: they'd be mermen.
2: Mermen. So Tori's in the water. She comes up with this plan, because she sees the shields go up. And she's like, I don't know how the fuck I'm going to get in there. But she remembers that there's, like, um, a pool on the lower deck that lets fish in. And that they were, like, using to observe fish. Yeah. So she's like, I could just swim into that. And then I'll be able to get into the boat through the pool. Yeah,
1: and sound like the mermaids would know that that's there. It's a hole. They have
2: shields, but there's a hole in also, the boat. Also, like it just so happens at this moment that we find out that like she's a recreational deep deep diver. Or of course something. she is. You know what of I mean? She of course she is. She is. Okay, go okay, ahead. It just was ahead. too easy. So anyway, she dives down. She's trying to get in. It's a whole thing. She does inevitably get in. This other lady comes in and like breaks the thing, so she can get in. And as they're pulling her out of the pool, she's like, I figured it out. It's worse than we expected. I know why the other boat was destroyed. And they're like, what do you mean? And she's like, we need to find Dr. Jillian right now. And they're like, all right. Meanwhile, she has, like, hypothermia. I'm sure she can't feel any of her limbs. But, yeah. like, they need to get her across the murder boat. Again, this boat is covered in murder mermaids. and uh, But they need to find Dr. Jillian. And so they they were like, listen, Tori saw something while she was out in the water. <laughs> um, and there's, so she described, like, this big glowing light, and it was getting closer to her. And before she finally got on the boat, she saw that it kind of had somewhat of a human form, but also was, like, ginormous at the same time. And she realized that it was, um, like, an anglerfish. Like, it was a glowy light that it was, like, okay. trying to, like... Um, I don't want to say seduce, but like it's a trying to try, attract, it, was, it track, was trying to attract you know, things, things right? Like, and so, when her and then the other scientists are talking, they're like, Okay, that giant light is the female, and they're all the boys that are going and grabbing people to feed the giant female, okay? Because she's an anglerfish type of thing, and there need to be in deep water, so they can't come near the light, yeah. So, the boy mermaids have to go. And get her food because she can't come up. Yeah. But so I guess the way that it was, like, theorized is that, like, if there's enough food, then she's willing to try to go up up there. So, like, they're trying, the boys are trying to seduce her up being like, look how many peoples we found. Come up, come up. And so they're trying to say that the last boat was this big thing, this big angler mermaid came up. The mama mermaid, the queen bee ate mermaid. Ate the whole boat. Ate the whole boat. And then spit it out. And then was like, yeah, like the whale from the Bible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what their plan of action was is they're like, here's what we'll do. Gun like, it. Turn all the boat lights on. Yeah. Because the boat's got lights. Turn them on. So they turn on all the boat lights. They got to like call everybody to get up to Olivia who's in the captain's thing. There's like this, I'm so excited you survived. Type of thing. It's like, shut up. Turn the lights on. They turn the lights on, and that scares the big uh, anglerfish back down. Yeah. The big mermaids, not anglerfish, but the, the female mermaid goes back underwater, so they don't... Hive queen. The hive queen. Okay, and then um, the rest of the mermaids kind of, like, aren't surviving so well, because I guess they can't be out of the water too long. Yeah. Just like most fish. like the they, they can do it for a little bit, but not too long. So they're enclosed, and they're starting to die, but, like, they're also a biohazard, because, like, their goo and hair crabs can kill you. So, like, they can't get near them, but also they're trying to kill them, but their goo is on everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, like, the, the big the big mama fish at the bottom was kind of, like, the big plot twist there. Okay. And that all the mermaids were boys in a sexual frenzy. That's why they didn't see her in the water, because they were in a sexual frenzy for the big mama mermaid. Um, and then they all survived. That you that I haven't told you died, and then um, the Marines or the Coast Guard comes and gets them. That's it. That's it.
1: Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Ten minutes left. There, you could have gone a little longer.
2: I know. I mean, I, I do want to give you ten minutes.
1: I mean, I don't. <laughs>
2: I hated this. I loved it. I can It was so fun to read.
1: It, no, I mean, it sounds like... It, it was it, so
2: entertaining. A, it
1: definitely sounds like a fun book.
2: It was so fun.
1: It definitely sounds like a fun book, but there are parts of it that just drive me so crazy. I know,
2: because you have to use your imagination. Well, the
1: thing is, is the second you said the Mariana's Trench, like I knew immediately, like, okay, there's got to be an anglerfish thing, because there's always an anglerfish thing whenever you deal with deep water. Yeah. Like deep, dark water. Yeah. There's always an anglerfish of thing. Of course. Um... You know, them all being male, like, okay, because of the way they play into the earlier part. I mean, but then again, I'm also an asshole when it comes to stories. Because I, know. I spend so much time being like, oh, like this one? Oh, okay, so you borrowed that from this story. So yeah. in this case, I mean, honestly, I think the. I like Blood Train more.
2: You like Blood Train more? Yeah,
1: because Blood Train wasn't as predictable to me. Wow. Also, um, do you remember Cabin in the Woods?
2: Yeah, I love that movie.
1: Yeah, Cabin in the Woods. They, the, the mermaid you're describing, yeah, sounds like the mermaid in Cabin of the Woods. Oh yeah, because he's like bluish, and he's like yeah. crawling towards them with the weird, but it's like not like a sexy body. It's just yeah. like this weird amorphous blob type of thing. Yeah, that's slowly crawling towards the guys. These that's are eating fast them. eels. Yeah.
2: Oh, that no, was the I, other thing that Jacques and Mitchy kept trying to eat them because they wanted to put them on the Barbie. Oh, uh, okay. And they're like, they're it's like, toxic. you can't eat them. Don't eat that fucking thing. What happened
1: to Jacques? Did Jacques die?
2: Yeah, Jock got killed by a bunch of them. Okay, good. As we all expected, he probably
1: a bunch of them just like it was like or like seven,
2: you yeah. said like it was like Jurassic Park style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. he just got he, he finally, got rocked. He
1: finally meets, meets his match.
2: Yeah, he got rocked because he like of pack
1: tactics. They
2: yeah they uh would hide up they were hiding up in the corners. Uh, okay, so he couldn't see them.
1: I mean, I'm really upset about the whole dolphin thing.
2: Yeah, the dolphin thing was a bummer, but yeah, it
1: felt unnecessary.
2: But we needed to know the history of the ocean's Did we perspective. Know? No. i feel like
1: we did i feel like i was... need to tell you
2: that when i got when i started reading that chapter and i realized it was from the dolphin's perspective and it was a dolphin's voice talking i giggled so much i was like this so, is ridiculous and i love it it was so, so funny so
1: here's my question so yeah obviously i'm never going to read this when yeah. they were talking from the dolphin's perspective was mm-hmm. it like short broken sentences or were they full sentences they total? were full sentences like,
2: the, like se- the 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 dolphin was talking like we are talking so if the dolphin is like
1: in the ancient times, my parents have told me of yes. the ocean of, exactly. of a hybrid of dolphin. But also then that still doesn't make sense. If the queen, if the if the woman hive queen of the mermaids is a giant anglerfish uh-huh,
2: uh-huh. that have
1: nothing to fucking do with dolphins or human beings,
2: mm-hmm. how are you
1: gonna make a hybrid? Dolphins are fucking dumb. Alright. I
2: don't know. Okay, but it was entertaining. I just think, hell. okay. And I would I would recommend. This I'm movie. dumber from i would recommend this book i'm not dumber i was more entertained and i survived you said
1: the writing's good
2: writing was good it, yeah it,
1: she she, she really
2: things. she really did a great job I, of I, creating the scene
1: i personally think that this is one of the stupider stories i've ever heard
2: yeah i disagree i had the I, best time i think it was i read it again good I, apparently it's like the first in a series Oh god. I'm not going to read the series, y'all. Ugh. I the first of a series is always the best of a series, so I never go <laughs> further. That's not true. There's some that have good ones. Some pick
1: up, but usually the second book sucks and it's like the third or fourth yeah. one that gets good again.
2: I I'm not taking that effort. I got other books Listen, to read. Listen,
1: I need you to not take a chance on another one of these. I'm
2: books. not going to. I'm I'm going to read. I got something else planned. All right.
1: Well, that's been our episode.
2: Yeah, this has been my book club. This was I not hope my, you enjoyed it this was not Alex my, didn't
1: this was not on my plan this evening I wanted to go to the grocery store uh-huh I had things I wanted to get done yeah and then I got told about uh two hours worth of um, evil, evil mermaids. mermaids
2: yeah you know why because it's amazing
1: you got anything you want to say here at the end
2: um uh, please like. Our podcast on the apps and write nice reviews and leave five stars. And if you'd like to become a Patreon to help us support growing this channel and growing our podcast, uh, that would be amazing. Um,
1: Patreon.com slash Pearlmania 500. Patreon, Pearlmania
2: Mania 500. And keep a lookout on our Instagram. Please follow us on Instagram because I'll be posting what the next book I pick up from the library is. Also support your local library. Okay? Listen to me. Do it.
1: Alright, well that's been our show everyone, thank you so much. We will have another regular episode uh, on Sunday Mm -hmm.
3: as always. Yep.
1: But this has been a special Mrs. Pearlmania's book club edition of Pearlmania 500.